Thank you, TJ. Episode 200, going off without a hitch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Only had to restart once already. Um, yeah, I got a new phone this week, and uh, my the theme song was always saved in Messenger, which I'm not using anymore. and Couldn't get into, I don't, well, I mean, I'm, I say that I could get into it if I had to. It would just, I'd have to do the forgot password crap, and I'm not going through that. Long story short, Dan had to play it from his phone. Uh are you Welcome. saying you're leaving Facebook and going to that new, that app? That Parler, all, yeah. Parler. over it. Uh, <laughs> I love that. That was popping up all day yesterday. However, all these Republicans are quitting Facebook and going to Parler. And I'm like, okay, fine. See ya. Go. We're not, we're not going with you. Yeah, I mean, it's like, <laughs> I'll, I'm going to leave. I'll do it. Yeah, okay, bye. Yeah. I'm going to do it. I swear to God, I'm leaving. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, we'll see you then. Yeah, I don't know what the, I don't know what that thread is. Yeah, when you Google search it, and it just says "home to like right wing extremists." Yep. I'm just like, oh, that's good when that's your Google description. Yeah, uh, you know, hope you like swastikas. Yeah, because you're gonna have to get one. Yeah, because <laughs> if you don't, you're gonna have to. Yep. You're gonna have to start if you want to fit in. Um, yeah, I've never understood that threat because it was the same thing. Remember Gab mm. a couple of years ago? I don't know if that's still a thing either. That's more uh, on the uh, the the white supremacist wing of the yeah. You know, uh, but that was the same thing. Like, what's uh, Richard Spencer was gonna? Yeah. Leave oh, Richard face. Spencer. There's a name I hadn't heard yeah. from in a while. Uh, since he got punched in the face. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's like, because oh, I don't know if he was involved in it or maybe it was his thing. I don't know, but that he was leaving Twitter after Twitter banned him to do his own thing, and everybody's like, oh. You know whose name I'm really disappointed I didn't hear over the past few days? Jacob Wall. Jake has been pretty quiet he, since he got hit with a federal case. Yeah, I'm like, where's where's his outlandish conspiracy theory? On Shit this got real for Jake this summer. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I don't know that you're. Well, I'll be surprised if you hear from him again, because mm-hmm. uh, Donald Trump's feds are not. The feds don't fuck around. Yeah, and he's going to go to jail for. And they're honestly going to be Donald Trump's feds. For only a little bit longer, yeah, right? Uh, but e- either way, I mean, even even in a even in a, uh, a Donald Trump Justice Department, Jake Wall be going to jail. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why I think you haven't heard from what's and what's the other guy? What's his buddy's name? I can never remember the buddy's name. It's just Jacob and his stupid father and yeah, the dumb guy at the. Well, there was although you say that there was a Jacob Wall level uh, uh, event yesterday. When Rudy and company <laughs> tried to book the Four Seasons yep. Hotel in <clears throat> Philadelphia for a big announcement, yeah. and instead booked for the Four Seasons Total Landscaping yep. uh, in in South Philly, uh, the one between the dildo shop and the crematorium. Yes. David Simon has been having a blast. With oh, that my God. It doesn't... 
I didn't even believe it at first. No. I thought it was a joke. Because I follow, a lot of the people I follow on Twitter are yeah. comedy yeah, when writers. Yeah, Pat Noswalt's talking about you, you're yes. like, okay, it's a joke. Because <laughs> a lot of the people I follow on Twitter are politically active comedians and comedy writers. Yeah. So there's a lot of jokes. Yeah. And I, like, it took me like three times before I was like, wait, is this real? Yeah. And then I saw the setup. They and then you the find, things. then you go back and see Trump's like oh. four tweets clarifying yes. each time. It's like, guys just don't have the event. Yeah, and it, it, it that wasn't was so... even an event. It was Rudy going, we're going to sue people. Yeah, he's so. You, you've been saying that for days. And I, what I've been loving the most is the media can't declare the winner. No, you're right. Because. The media reports right. based on what the states are saying, <clears throat> right? And the states are saying this is the winner. It's he's, if you don't have the media, no one knows. <laughs> right? That's the point of the media. Yeah. He's that's that's why anyone's listening to your dumb fucking voice right now, Rudy. Is the media? Yeah. Otherwise, you'd just be screaming in the parking lot of a landscaping company. <laughs> you fucking idiot. He is so. Look, he was always a smarmy asshole yeah. going back to the 80s yeah. as a DA. And, but he's lost his fucking mind. Oh, yeah. Like, that's an unwell person. Oh, yeah. He doesn't know what day it is. Mm. You, it's just like, hey, let's spin Grandpa around and push him into a cra- in yeah, front of a microphone. Because like, they were talking about that, I, I believe, on Friday that he was going to be there for this announcement. That, yeah. So you expect something big. And it was just what he's been reiterating for the past month. Yeah. Everyone knew if Trump lost, he would try to sue his way out of it. Because well, guess what? That's what he's done all his life. And it's also what they said they would do. Yeah. They said they, they've been patting, you know, the, the, the response for this for a couple of weeks now. This yeah. is what, but that's fine. My thing, and it's like we were talking before we started... Show your fucking work. Yeah. Don't just say voter fraud. Don't just say whatever you're, whatever you think you. You can't just sue. Yeah. You have to. There are still. Well, that's why the majority of them are getting tossed out almost yeah, immediately. Because you have to have an argument. You have to have. Oh yeah. I don't want to go all the way back, well, but well, you have R- to have a hanging chat. Well, the RNC or something is like saying, that. "Oh, just give us some time to find the voter fraud." That's not how yeah. this works. You can't. <laughs> You can't arrest someone and then go look for a crime. Yeah. You Yeah. We we hold you long enough. We'll find yeah. something. Look at this parking ticket. Yeah. You have to have an argument. I mean, yeah, and you're right. These that's that's an important thing to keep in mind. Right now the the law the various lawsuits they are 0 for 8 and they didn't even make it past like opening. Yeah. They didn't even make yeah. it past Judges the Judges just have been tossing yeah. them out without hearing like, anything like no. That this there's nothing. You're not even you're not even arguing anything. Yeah. You're just saying you're basically the 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 gist of what all of these decisions has been is you can't sue just because you don't like the outcome. Yeah. And then the one that they're claiming the big victory on is where the the votes that came into Pennsylvania, the ones that were mail in, all they had to be was postmarked by yeah. state law. <clears throat> okay, you want to argue that fine. Mm-hmm. So what they've done is they had what they were a already doing is anything that came in after election day that was postmarked uh, before election day. In other words, a legal ca- legally cast vote. Mm-hmm. They were setting those aside because they knew they had some contention. They yep. put them. They were segregated from the rest of the votes. So then the the Republicans sued to have them set aside and segregated from the rest of the votes. And Pennsylvania's like, yeah, that's what we're doing. Sure. And the judge is like, yeah, that's what they're doing. 
Yeah. And then the Supreme Court was like, yeah, that's what they're doing. And the fucking Republicans are all on TV going, major legal victory from the Supreme Court. Yeah. What are you talking about? And it should also be pointed out that in the state of Pennsylvania, it was Republicans yes. who sued that they couldn't count those votes. Well, it was the Republican legislature yeah. that made that rule, yes. Who couldn't, that they couldn't count those votes until election day. And then complain that they're not counted on, on election. election day. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking wild. But either way, uh, I feel better than I thought I would. Oh, yeah. You know? Because yeah, you just had this dread. I didn't go to bed well Tuesday night. No, I mean, when, I did not sleep. When, <laughs> like, the, all the Great Lake states were still red. I was like... <sighs> I knew they kept telling us over and yeah, over again, exactly. wait for it, wait, wait. Like, yeah, they'll turn, just, they'll turn, and I'm just like... Oh. It still sucks. It still sucked. But then I woke up the next day, and a good portion of them had started turning blue. Yeah. Or were on their way to turning blue, and I felt a lot better. <laughs> and yeah, the past few days, I'm just like... It's like when you're a kid waiting for Christmas. Yeah, You get know it. it's going to happen. Yeah, it just sucks it. waiting those last few days. Yeah. But man, yesterday when they announced it. Yeah, like that. Oh. <laughs> the, the, we just watched the weekend update from last night. But it reminded me of like the, the one where you really think, oh my God, is when you see church bells ringing in Paris. Yeah. And fireworks in London. Yeah, and... I mean, we didn't have that because we live in Dover Foxcroft. <laughs> but I mean like. Andrea and I took turns on our iPads. Like, I played Maggie's Farm by Bob Dylan, you know. Yeah. You know, we started, we start, uh, played some Rage Against the Machine. Which, again, did you see the Tom Morello thing from this past few days? No. <laughs> Who has not understood him now? Uh, just a bunch of punks at the, uh, at the, one of the things, like, Stop the Vote. Oh, and yeah. We're, we're going around with, um, wearing, like, Blue Lives Matter flags and all this stuff, listening yeah. to Rage. And he was, again, he saw it and tweeted. That, that he's makes just sense. Like, he's just like, they still just don't get it. Because, ah, oh, fuck, I can't... It was a song that was against police brutality and white supremacy. That they were playing? That they were playing. I fucking... For the See, life of me, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember it right now, This, though. I don't get. Because this is the same thing as Dipshit using Fortunate Son as his fucking rally song. Oh, yeah. Do these... Are they, like, fucking with us? You know what I mean? And they also use the Village People's Macho Man. Yeah. Which is not about being a tough macho man. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> Sung by a whole bunch of gay dudes yeah. on how stupid it is that you have to try to be a macho man. Yeah. Uh, it's going to bug me now that I can't remember what song, so I'm going to have to look it up real quick. I'm sure if I just go to Tom Morello's Twitter, it's going to be right there. I just, I, because at a certain point, you know, like, Fortunate Son could not be any more explicit in what yeah. it's about. It's not coded. It's it's very clearly about how if you're white and rich in America, you don't have to fight in wars. Uh, and he used it it's as... It's only his... 19 seconds of it on this, so we'll do it. Oh, yeah. I don't get it. Yep. Yep. Literally wearing, like, a Blue, Ma Blue Lives Matter flag <sighs> as a cape. When it's talking about wearing your wearing a badge and you're chosen white, they're getting the wrong message from this. <laughs> Fuck you! They're not going to do what you told them. Yeah. So. <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. So anyway, two <clears> hundredth <throat> episode. Yeah. I I, I, uh, I have compiled and believe it or not, I went a little overboard. 
Did you? Yes. Is it? Oh, it's more than a hundred episodes. It's one hundred and twenty-five. Huh. That fits the math works for yeah. the two hundredth episode. Well, I'm, what what happened is I started creating this list of one hundred films that were important to me as a kid growing up. You know, kind of molded us. And twenty five of them were just so fucking obvious. I'm like, I'm not going to count those. Because if I count those... Because that would be on everyone's list? Exactly. It's actually, the list is titled 25 Obvious Titles. Okay. Because there were a lot of stuff, because I wrote also 50 Of Course Titles, which were, if you think about it, yeah, if you know us, if you listen to the show, yeah, of course these movies were big to us. And then there were 50 that were very specific to like... I wrote specific to me, but we're like... I wanted to say very specific to... Yeah. If if you were an HBO kid growing up, these were movies that would be on your list, I would imagine. More so than people who did not have HBO or didn't really watch that many movies in the 80s. So. Spent their days watching mm-hmm. cartoons and other nonsense. Yeah. Before I get to that, though, I finally watched the West Wing special episode thing. Oh, yeah? Jesus, that was brilliant. Um, it was essentially directed like a Broadway play, like a stage play. Is it on where will we, HBO Max? Because I know I keep I see it at the top banner of something. Scroll by every yeah, once in a while. It's on HBO Max. Okay, it was brilliant to watch. Uh, it was wonderful. Um, obviously, John Spencer could not make it, as it, he has for, been dead for good since, reason since the end of the show. But they got um, Sterling Brown. Or Sterling K. Brown, to, to, who, he was excellent in it. Uh, and it was just so cool to see everybody again. Like, yeah. even the even the reporter pool, it was all the people from the reporter pool. Oh, it pool. was? Yeah, it, they, they brought back fucking everybody. And uh, the girl who played Ainsley wasn't in the episode, so they had her reading the stage instructions. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, that's not, no, that's not Janet Maroney's character. That's no, J- Janelle Maroney. Janelle Maroney. Yeah. No, I can't remember her name. With, and that, who's the, who plays the daughter? Oh, um, Invisible Woman Girl. It's, I thought yeah. it was one, it's Elizabeth Moss. Right? Yeah, it's like one of her first roles. Yeah, because she was like, well, she was playing a 20-year-old or so, right? Yeah. Wasn't she like in college? Yeah. And Gus was there, I imagine. And it was actually very funny, because I had her and Dulé Hill. Yeah. Because instead of commercial breaks, they would do breaks where they would talk about voting. Yep. And they're like, as the youngest members of the West Wing, we're here to court the young people vote. <laughs> <laughs> they're both 48 years old. Yeah, exactly. They're both our age now, essentially. So, it, it, yeah, it was fun. But, I mean, it was a little weird watching it after the election because they talk about getting out the vote and all this stuff. Yeah. And it had, like, um, Bradley Whitford and Marley Matlin talking about, you know, questions about voting irregularities. It was very, in typical Aaron Sorkin fashion... It was incredibly informative while it was entertaining. I was going to say, informative and entertaining. Yes. Um, but, oh, my God. It was just so much fun. I, I ended up... I was up until, like, 2 in the morning last night after this. So oh. I, I watched that at around 9, which then led me to watch on Netflix Trial of the Chicago 7, yeah. Sorkin's new film, which, holy shit, that movie's brilliant. That movie is so fucking good. Um, I'm... I don't think it'll be a surprise that he will probably get a Best Screenwriting nomination. Yeah, I mean... Um, but Sasha Baron Cohen might get an Oscar nod for that. Really? He's fucking phenomenal as Abby Hoffman. Uh, for those of you who don't know, who are not familiar with the story, it takes place at the Democratic National Convention in 1968 in Chicago when 
surprise, surprise, police started beating the hell out of everybody. And um, this was what made it really interesting, because this is what did not go, go into play in the original movie that might pop up later. What happened was, during... It was between the two... Um, it was between... Um, Jesus Christ, who preceded Nixon? What? Johnson. Johnson's Justice Department did not press charges against these seven people, or right. eight people, technically. Then Nixon won, and what happened was, what is supposed to happen, and we'll probably see a lot of this, the Attorney General is supposed to resign prior to the new Attorney General being named. Right. <laughs> Johnson's Attorney General waited until about an hour before the confirmation of the new guy, and the new guy took offense to it. So he's like, well, fuck him. I'm going to find a way to show him up. So he decided to charge the Chicago 8 with the crimes that the uh, previous attorney general had decided not to. This attorney general was played by um, fucking, ah, oh, Christ, I'm forgetting his name, but he was from Breaking Bad. Um, Hank? Hank. Norse. Uh, Something yeah. Norse. Yeah. Um, so he plays the prick part great. Isn't it great that I knew exactly which actor it was that yeah. would be playing that character? Yeah. Um, Hank so, makes the most sense. So they then charge the, the Chicago 8 and bring him up on conspiracy charges because they cross state lines to incite a riot, yep. quote-unquote. Um, many of these people had never met each other. Um, they were from very disparate... Because it was like Abby Hoffman and Jerry Rubin. Uh, Jerry was played by one of the youngest... One of the sons from Secession. Oh, yeah. Not the Calkin. Uh, he was excellent. Uh, they were like... They, they were the young... Is that the guy... That's uh, on Big Short? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they were heads of the quote-unquote yippies, <clears throat> which were the hippies, essentially. But, yeah. Um, then you had... I'm just going to bring it up because I'm going to be... Oh, you know, that guy who played the Zodiac Killer, perhaps, in Zodiac. Right. Um, let me bring it right up. The perhaps Zodiac Killer. Yeah. There we go. John Carroll Lynch. Big Show ba- me? Big bald dude. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, he played David Dellinger, who was a fucking Cub Scout leader of all people, who was very, he was a pacifist, uh, conscious objector. He was very much like, he didn't want violence. Um, as Bobby Seale, you had uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen, who was um, Dr. Manhattan in the newest season of Watchmen. Uh, Mark Rylance was William Kunstler. He was awesome. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt played the prosecuting attorney. Uh, and and this was one that really surprised me, because I normally don't like this guy. Uh, Eddie Redmayne played Tom Hayden, who was the, the college, you know, revolutionary. We're going to do this through our means, blah, blah, blah. Do you not like any Eddie Redmayne? Not so much. He's a tough guy for me. I don't know why. It's just... I don't, I don't normally enjoy his performances. The last thing I watched but, is... So they go on trial, and the tr- the trial judge was basically incompetent as fuck. Um, Bobby Searle had a lawyer, but his lawyer had gallbladder surgery like two days before the trial, so he couldn't make it. Sweet. So he kept just saying, well, you have a lawyer right next to you, William Kunstler. And he's like, he's not my lawyer. And William Kunstler's like, he's not my lawyer. I'm, I'm, he's not my client. But the, the judge kept like acting like he was. So Bobby Searle kept protesting. I don't have representation, <laughs> uh, which in a court of law is a bad thing. Right. It's kind of against your civil rights. Um, 
And eventually he got so angry that during an outburst he was handcuffed and chained and gagged in the courtroom. Yikes. At which point the prosecutor went, we should probably go for a mistrial right now. <laughs> uh, which is why it's only the Chicago 7 instead of the 8. I'm on John Carroll Lynch's page because I'm trying to find the thing that I, because I just watched him in something. Yeah, Frank Langella. Frank Langella was the judge, which was Hoffman, which was awesome. Uh, he played Judge Hoffman. No relation to Abby Hoffman, which becomes a point in the film. Um, surprised Frank Langella's alive, frankly. I know, and he's still doing great work. I'm surprised that he's alive. Mm-hmm. I w- if you had said, hey, is Frank Langella alive? I'd be like, no, he died like 15 years ago. Nope, still going. That's because huh. he always plays older people. Like He is an older man, but he always plays people, I think, older than he actually is. So he's been playing in the 70s since he was 50? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of the script is based on actual transcripts from the, the court proceedings, which, again, you have to see to believe just how inept this fucking judge was and how much of a hard-on he had to put these guys away. Um... I will put it on the list. It, yeah, it's it's phenomenal. It's about two hours and eight minutes long, but it flies right by. Again, informative and entertaining. Um, but yeah, it, it's very typical Sorkin in a lot of the dialogue. But yeah, Sasha, Bar- Sasha Baron Cohen is phenomenal. I went back to, uh, I was on Letterboxd looking up here, the cast of that. Um, and when you said informative and entertaining... The, and then so I went back to my diary to see if I watched anything since last week. And the only thing that I watched, uh, my mother was down this, uh, she came down Friday and spent the night. And we watched Hamilton. Also entertaining and informative. Which is on the docket for this uh, week. Are you going to try to, you guys are going to try to watch it this yeah, week? Yeah, we were going to watch it on election night. We ended up watching uh, Alexander Payne's 1999 comedy, Election. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> which, um, which was phenomenal because Andrea had thought she had seen it, but hadn't. She'd seen, like, enough of the highlights to know what was happening. Right. And then there's that scene where the dude just talks about how Tracy um, Tracy Flick's pussy is, and she lost her shit. Yeah. <laughs> the look on her face was priceless. She's like, oh. Well, it's one of those movies that, uh, for me at least, it does... I, I not only uh, wouldn't be 100% sure if I'd seen it, even though I'm pretty sure I've seen it, um, I also blend it together with like three other movies for some reason you know what i mean like that and i they would have to come to me it's they're so intertwined that they would have to come to me to even know yeah like and if you said hey is that scene that time from this movie and i like i don't know maybe could be any one of three for some reason rushmore gets mixed in there (laughs) is that even the same time period yeah rushmore was like 90 yeah, I so 97, I think 97. that one, that <laughs> Rushmore and something, and it's not just, I don't even know if there's a lot of people that are the same, it's just I, I, I they get mushed up in my brain. What else did we watch? We watched uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. <clears throat> yeah, oh yeah, we talked about that which last Which was week. awesome. And uh, Boyhood, which she hadn't oh, seen. We hadn't, uh, that's <clears throat> right, we talked about that you were going to watch it. What was her, Andrea's reaction Oh, she to loved it. Fox, yeah. She loved it. Um. Yeah, she's watching everything we've seen this week, Because uh, yeah, we, so we also watched Boyhood, Richard Linklater's fucking, and again, she's at the perfect time to watch it because it's all about a young boy growing up, yeah, from like the age of twelve on and eventually leaving home, where her kid is four months away from graduating. So, which is odd because I, as I thought about watching, it, I'm like, that's exactly when I watched it because I watched it Conyers, Conyers, uh, Conyers, Connors senior year. Yeah. 
good time to watch it. You know, just make sure I'll weepy and shit. But talk about a long production time. That's what's so fucking masterful about that movie, though. Twelve years. Every twelve years, you film for like a month. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's just amazing. I don't know. It's it's amazing that you, because at any point, if yeah. like someone just I, I don't know if you just the kid decides to quit acting. Well, I mean, I'm sure he was the one who tied considered in. quitting acting was the girl, yeah, the daughter. Which is Richard Linklater's real-life daughter. Oh, so she so, was in. So he was kind of like... <laughs> get your ass on set. You want to go to college? Yeah. <laughs> this is it. Get on set. Play sad. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a, an amazing... I still have not seen it. I, I <laughs> but it's amazing. But no, it's an yeah. amazing accomplishment. Like, the, just the... I mean, what, I know Once you it watch it, you will it. be even more because it's... It blends the years so seamlessly. There's no, like... Obvious one jump. year later jump yeah. thing. It's like it just, he's not all of a sudden six two. Yeah, no, and it's just like it'll go from a scene where this happens, and then it'll, a new scene will start, and you're like, oh, he's a little bit older. Yeah, but the, it's thematically tied in. Yeah, so um, the because it's even it's an even bigger deal than like remember the big deal that was made when the Potter cast mm-hmm. was like they they better be they better turn out to be good little actors. Yeah. Because if they're not, because this is eight movies. Yeah. You know, we're tying them in now. Mm-hmm. These, and and plus you've got the age too. Like we gotta, we've got to bang one of these out every mm-hmm. year. And these kids better not give us, and it turned out all three of them were really good actors. Yeah. Uh, two more so than the third. Mm-hmm. But this is like on that level, but even higher stakes. Because mm-hmm. you could... If you make the first three Harry Potter movies and then, you know, Ron turns out to be a crackhead mm-hmm. and turns out uh, Daniel Radcliffe can't read lines or can't remember lines, then okay, fuck it. We we Big still cash. made $2 billion. Yeah. Like, if this happens I mean, in they a movie, actually did have a Dumbledore die. Yeah, <laughs> <So>. yeah. Uh, <laughs> luckily, that Dumbledore is underneath a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> There's lots of beards and hats and robes, so it's easier to recast <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when you catch cast Richard Harris, yeah, you know and the first one was like, you really? know, you've only got you're come on, yeah, you're uh, you're on borrowed time. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, it, it is sad. We're not grave. celebrating it, yeah. but it's like, come on, <laughs> we're not celebrating. But the that man, dude looked old. The man was in, old. The dude looked old and dying and unforgiven. Yeah, which was nineteen ninety two. Yeah, ninety two. Which was so, which was a few years before you even start the fucking Potter films. So. Oh yeah. Uh, and that's why you, that's why you cast someone in their 60s, like Ian McKellen, oh. and then just make him look older. Yeah, which is what they kind of did with Michael Gambon. Because Michael Gambon is, well, he is now, but he was not anywhere right? near yeah. the age of R- Richard Harris. Yeah, it's, it's easier. It's, but you put him under hats and robes and yeah. beards. And... It's not hard to age someone up from 60 to 80. Yeah. Really. Um. It's a whole lot harder when they're dead. Mm. Get a good performance, but yeah. So my point is, in Boyhood, that's the stakes are even higher because you're not recouping any of that time. Yeah. Because at least with the Potter ones, you're like, you got this one in the book, this one in the book, this yeah. uh, book. Um, but with that, if all of a sudden the kid turns out to be a crackhead, you're like, shit, we got. Especially when he starts filming thirds. at eight. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. if this kid turns out to be trouble at thirteen, yep, you like, got half your movie. You don't get to release shit. any of that, <laughs> right? We've got Patricia Arquette doesn't get her goddamn Oscar. Exactly. Guys, we got 52 minutes. (laughs) Does this count? (laughs) Let's do a lot of it in (laughs) slow-mo. 
Just get some more scenes of Austin. Yeah. Put that in there. We need really long establishing shots. Let's let the let's let the audience know where they are. Like all the way up the interstate, <laughs> the exits. <laughs> this is where we are. So anyway, do you want to get to the list? Yeah. All right. At the 28-minute uh, mark. All right. So like I said, I've got the 25 obvious titles. These ones I don't think need really we can rip through those. much discussion because, I again, they're obvious. And a lot of them are part of series. So a good portion of them. So these are, again, all going to be in alphabetical order because it's just easier that way for me. And it also, uh, that way you don't have to go through the bother of ranking. Exactly. Who has time for that? Ranking blows. Um, so we'll have the Alien film franchise. Most specifically, when we were kids, Aliens. aliens. Yeah. Uh, I saw. I've still seen Aliens way more than Alien. Oh, yeah. Because Aliens was always fucking on HBO. When yeah, and when I uh, I saw Aliens before Aliens, as did I, because it just wasn't. It was like we yeah, we've talked about a lot. It wasn't. We watched what was on, yeah. and Alien came out before HBO, so it didn't come on until later. But when I finally watched Alien the first time, I was disappointed because it was boring. Yeah, it's not. It's a haunted house movie. Yeah, it's not. It's not. <laughs> there are no an, space marines. <laughs> right. It's not an action horror. Which I is that what you would categorize? Oh yeah, definitely. aliens. Uh, that's not what Alien is, and I was like disappointed and bored with it mm. the first time. I appreciate it now, yes. although it's not something I watch. I prefer it now to the to the second one. You do, but it's it also depends on what mood I'm in. Maybe I should go back. If and I'm in the mood for a nice slow burn film, I'm not going to throw in Aliens. I should go back and watch it and see if I feel the same way. I bet you would. That I as bet an you would. as an it's older a great film. Yeah, but again, yeah, there's, there's no <clears throat> Hicks, so it's different. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, and the, but really. You can sum up all of Aliens, but the difference between Alien and Aliens, just with that one character. Yeah. You can say, that's the difference. Yep. What, everything that he brings to the table yep. is the difference. Uh, then I've got the Back to the Future series. Yep. Um, first, first one especially. Yeah, see, I was I, not a big two. I'm st- I've seen three once. I don't think I've ever seen it. That, that's the Wild Western, West one, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've never seen I that. didn't see it until much later in life. Because I don't even... Would that have come out mid-early 90s? Mid-90s? Yes, I think it... Yeah. Like 91, 92? 91 or 92, yeah. I've never seen that. I, I'm, I've talked myself into it now. I've never seen that movie. Mm. I've only seen I it once. I couldn't tell so you what So much that happened. if you asked me to recap it, I can't. I know it's, I know it's a <laughs> Western. I've seen the second one. That's the one with the sports almanac, right? Yeah, yeah I've seen that one several times. Yeah. And, of course, the first one is... Yeah, we've one. seen that a billion times. But, yeah, that that series was never... I, I really like that movie, um, but that series was never a big deal to me. But, yes, it would def- it would certainly make this list. Yes. Uh, next up is the Batman movies, specifically oh, yeah. the first one. Oh, yeah. Uh, which was a fucking cultural phenomenon when it came out. I had... People were shaving the fucking bat symbol into the back of their heads. Yeah, I had so many Batman shirts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, the whole reason that Batman has the yellow behind the bat for so long was so they could market it as a trademark. Yeah. Because they couldn't just do a bat. Right. Which So in the comics, they had to change what it looked like. Um, and people who were writing Batman at that time, it changed their lives. Like, um, oh, yeah. My favorite comic writer of all time, Grant Morrison, wrote, at that point, it was um, Arkham Asylum, the graphic novel. Yeah. That came out right when that came out. 
So that all of a sudden, something that would have sold probably five to 10,000 copies sold a million. And all of a sudden, he's a, he goes from being a poor Scot, you know, Scottish rogue to being a millionaire who can now travel the world. Right. And it changed who he was. And never has to interview for a job for the rest of his life. Exactly. Uh, next up is A Christmas Story. Yeah. Just because it's everywhere. It's an annual Yeah, tradition. it's an annual view. Uh, then we have The Dark Crystal. Now, when... I oh, know, we'll get to it later. Okay. Um, followed up by Die Hard. <laughs> Not so much 2. Oh, 2 but... is so bad. Yeah, two, two is, is so three. bad. Um, and three is better than two. It's pretty bad when, uh, as a 12-year-old, yeah. you're like, because we, like, they're, Die Hard was on such a pedestal. For, mm-hmm. for me and I think you, oh, yeah. like, Die Hard and Lethal Weapon were on this untouchable Spoiler pedestal. Spoiler for some of, the, some of the other titles Sorry. on the list. <laughs> uh, they were on such a pedestal that... You're at the age where, you know, like that property can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be really bad that as a 12 year old or yeah. whatever, I was like, whoa, this movie sucks. Yeah. We'll, I mean, I, I watched it. We will get to a point in here where another movie had a, vi- like, I can visit, I can like still feel how disappointed we were at this sequel. <laughs> because the, mo- the, the movie held, the, the first movie held such high regard for yeah. us that, and people will be like, really? That movie? When we get to it. Um, um it's, but just to to put a, a a final thing on the the Die Hard thing, I I don't want to say that I like watched it halfway through and said fuck this. I still watched that movie a thousand times, mm-hmm. but every time I watched it, I was like, oh my god, the dialogue and everything about this movie is so dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, so and it's so not even close to as good as the first mm-hmm. one. But I, I mean, I'm, I don't want to sit here and make it sound like I trashed it publicly and never watched it. I watched it whenever it was fucking I on. I totally just realized I forgot to list another movie. So it's actually 126. Okay. I can do um, that. Next up is E.T. Mm-hmm. We all went to the movies to see E.T. We all E.T. Had... Uh, I... uh, no, I don't, I don't remember. I don't want to make that claim. Keep going. Okay. The Goonies. Yep. Ghostbusters. The Goonies is one of, and actually, oh, it's good that you did those back to back. Goonies and Ghostbusters are, um, it's, it's actually very funny, because as soon as you said Goonies, I started my thought of, that is one of the only of, like, my childhood movies that my kids like. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of them, they're just like, this sucks. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say is Goonies and then Ghostbusters is probably the other one that they both like uh, from my childhood, and then you said Ghostbusters yeah. immediately after that. But yeah, there's... Which they it, might like the third one as well. The next one on this list here, Gremlins. I don't think that they would. Yeah. No, they haven't. Se- I know they haven't seen it, um, and I don't. I don't know if they would. Maybe I'll try it. Well, it's a tough one because, like, it's Tilly's at the age where that might be quite scary for her. Yes, she would not like. The... Which it's weird to have a movie where something is like so fucking adorably cute. Yeah. And then what shit it turns goes into horrifying. Like, The Mandalorian has Baby Yoda. It's yeah. not go. Oh, some Baby Yoda is not going to turn into some fucking weird creepy killing thing. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, then we've got, I said Karate Kids, but again, it's the first one. Two was on HBO a yeah. lot. I, I was going to say, I bet there was a, there was definitely a time where I had seen two way more times. Yeah. Just because of when yeah. it was on. But I still remember you and me renting the Karate Kid 
and watching it at my grandfather's on the because he had a color TV at that. Point. Oh he yeah, had a bigger color TV, so we went and watched it on that. You know, because they weren't home, so my mom <laughs> took us over there to watch it. Um, and then this one goes. This one, whenever you mention Dark Crystal, this one always, almost always gets mentioned. Labyrinth. Yeah. Uh, then, like you, you've already mentioned it for like the peak of action movies, Lethal Weapon. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, and that one, that that first one's just so fucking good. Uh, then I have. It's so weird that this is the one that I identify so much with as a kid, and it's the worst one. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Oh, sure. But again, HBO, all the time. I never but, saw The Road Warrior I was or the say, original Mad Max for years yeah, to come. Yes. Uh, and then when I started going backwards, mm-hmm. I remember I remember the first... I, don't, I think the first time I tried to watch Mad Max, I didn't even... Yeah. Because it wasn't... Not yeah. even close. No. It's, I mean, Mad, uh, Beyond Thunderdome is full-blown, like, post-apocalyptic yeah, world, whereas Mad Max could be bananas. happening right now. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, and then the Road Warrior makes that jump where it's a little crazier. Yeah. Um, and, and you get the people from Weird Science in it. Uh. Yeah, the, but the, but Beyond Thunderdome is, is still, I'm trying to think because thinking of new Mad Max, I've seen that a lot. Yeah. But I would still, I, I, that's dumb though. I've still seen Beyond Thunderdome way more times. Yeah. Because I won't watch a movie. It's the worst one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hands down. Uh, But it's the only one with Tina Turner, Dan. Yeah. Um, And Master Blaster. I was just going to say, and Master Blaster. Uh, And it it goes back to the, (coughs) to the, the availability thing. That's what was on. But even now it, that that I can choose whenever I want to watch whatever I want, I'm never going to watch a movie as many times as I've probably seen Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah. Which is sad in a way, but yes. in another way... It's definitely a product of our time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we've got The Predators. Oh. With one and two. That's, that's actually... I should put uh, uh, Predator... On the same pedestal yeah. as Lethal Weapon, and because that was there were definitely there was definitely yeah. a, a we Mount will Rushmore. see a few more Arnie films on here, but this is the tippy top of the Arnie yeah. 80s catalog. Yeah. Uh, then follow that up with the Raiders of the Lost Ark films. Yeah. Because you've got three from that time period for us. Right. And again, I've seen Temple of Doom way more than I've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. Followed close. I might have even seen The Last Crusade I've seen more Raiders than a Raiders. Lot. I mean, Raiders I, is the best film of the oh yeah by yeah far. And, and I think I think even because that's Raiders is the only one. This is going to sound weird. Raiders is the only one that I've ever owned. Mm-hmm. So that's the only one I've ever rewatched because I wanted to. Yeah. So I would be willing to bet that I've seen Raiders the most. Even though the availability thing, yeah. once again, I've seen, you know, Temple of Doom. I bet, I, I'll put it this way. I know that I've seen Raiders all the way through way more times. Oh, yeah. Because whenever you watch Temple of Doom, it's like, oh, Temple of Doom's on. All right. Yeah. I don't even know how that movie starts. <laughs> <laughs> at the club. At Willie's Club. Sure. Uh, then we've got the Rocky series. Yep. For us, specifically, Rocky, Rocky Four. <laughs> well, I mean, that's But it's not to say, like, Rocky Three wasn't on a lot, too, when we were a kid. But Rocky Four was on... Yeah, well, and we also went to Rocky. Yeah, that was my fourth. That was my fourth grade birthday party. Was we went to go Um, see Rocky Four. 
But yeah, three would be up there too, but I, I didn't go to three. No. And then before that, we were like six. Yeah. So like, it took me forever to see Rocky 2. Yeah. The Rocky 2 was probably the last one I saw out of that series. Follow this up with uh, Spaceballs, which was just custom made for us. Yep. Um, then we've got Stand By Me. Then, of course, the Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. You can't not have that. Um, then super, the Superman films. But specifically for uh, HBO audiences, Superman three. It would be Superman three. Yeah, which the, ca- the worst one to that point, which was out in the theater at the exact same time as Return of the Jedi. Because I remember I had already seen Return of the Jedi once, and my mother took me to the movies, and she's like, "Well, would you like to see Return of the Jedi again or Superman 3? And I'm like, "Jedi." <laughs> I think I probably would have done the same thing yeah. at that age. Um, and then luckily, you know, it was on HBO like six months later. Followed that up with the Terminator films. Yep. Which, oh, both one and two were big at different, much different times, because there's like a seven-year gap between those films. Yeah, see, that was a thing, that was a weird thing, too, that I, uh, it was one of those things where I didn't see Terminator right away, for whatever reason. Hmm. Um, I saw, I feel like I saw, Ter- or I really started watching Terminator, uh, like, closer to when two came out mm-hmm. so it was like a but then two of course i mean that came out we were like sophomores in high school yeah it was 91, 91 uh, two, yeah. so that was like peak staying over at your friend's house and watching yeah. the same what, 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 movie. what are we gonna rent this week yeah terminator 2 yeah and then lastly for this list top gun yep again it was just everywhere yes so that's oh and the, and the one that i forgot to put on here which would especially be high on your list pretty woman oh yeah which along I've seen with Pretty Woman a lot. I think I may have missed, skipped over this. Dirty and, and Dirty Dancing. Those were the two that were like the big quote unquote chick flicks yeah. of our time. And <laughs> we've gone we've talked about Dirty Dancing before, about how inappropriate so much of it is. Like yeah. it's just funny that that's like a abortion in it. <laughs> well there's there's fucking Johnny is like a clearly like a twenty seven year old man. Yeah. And we're supposed to you know, be rooting for these two kids to get together. Like, and and she's like 17 or 18 going, getting ready to go to college. Her uh, first like real relationship is with a 28 year old man. Yeah. yeah. So now we're getting into the, the, tw- the 50 of course titles. Are they also in alphabetical order? I see you're missing a sequel there, but that's okay. Okay. Well, you, we can always bring that up. Oh, we will when we get there. Because again, this was just me writing this list. So I yeah. know, I know that there are going to be like, um, a week from now, I'm going to go like, fuck, how did I forget that title? What was the thing we were going to have my kids watch? Not Gremlins, but... Or maybe it was Gremlins. I don't know. Uh, we've just, got... Just a little update. Uh, um, Alien is not available for just to digital. <sighs> Fucking assholes. Um, we've got Airplane. Yep. Again, all over HBO. One of the funniest movies when we were a kid. Because oh, it's yeah. just... It's that type of humor. We weren't getting sophisticated humor at that point, so... No. No. Uh, which, unsophisticated humor will pop up again. Yes, I'm sure. Uh, Beetlejuice. Yep. Big. Just just watch Beetlejuice. Big. Yep. Also, wildly inappropriate. Yeah. Um, Big Trouble in Little China. Yep. Which, I don't think... I liked it as a kid, but I definitely didn't appreciate it, because I didn't realize just how weird it was. Yeah, and I didn't... Un- I. 
Because when you're a kid, you just kind of accept everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course like there's that. Kung Fu. Of course there's yeah. this giant mad ball's head floating around. I, well, there's kind of along the same lines. Of course there's that lines. chick from Mannequin. I took The Last Dragon to be, like, straightforward. This is an action flick. That will show up as well. <laughs> you know? Uh, Gremlins is available. Nice. Two bucks. What was the other one? Let me see that first list. I'm going to spend like $30, $2 at a time today as we're going through these. Um, then we've got one that your kids didn't like. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I was disappointed in them. Although, it's not surprising. Uh, no, it's really not. It's it's more, when you think back to it, you know, when Robin and I were talking about it, when we were, because we're surely both having the same memories, like, oh, the kids will think that's hilarious. Yeah. There really isn't much to Bill and Ted. No. No, there yeah. really isn't yeah. much to Bill and Ted, and even we thought that we both we enjoyed it when we because we watched it, and but I think we both kind of said there's that's that's one of those that should have just stayed in the in the memory banks, yes. and I shouldn't have rewatched it. <laughs> uh, then we've got the first of a couple John Hughes films that will appear on this list: The Breakfast Club. Yeah, this one was very close to being on the twenty five, of course, list, and for other people, it most definitely is over, say, like. Terminator or something, maybe, but yeah, um, I didn't only because I didn't get to watch it a lot as a kid. It was on WGN every once in a while, sure. but it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like an HBO mainstay for me. Oh, and speaking of HBO mainstays, Clash of the Titans. Yes, I went to Clash of the Titans in the theater. This, yeah, this is one of those ones that, of course, it's of course it's going to be on. Maybe you know, if we t- took Robin's list, yeah, this film might not be on there. But for us, right. Yeah. Clash of the Titans was the shit. Yes. Um, Coming to America. Yeah, oh yeah. One of the greatest comedies of our early era. Um, another Arnie film, Commando. Yep. Maybe not one of his best, but it had Alyssa Milano. It was also... And it was on HBO. And it, it was, yeah, I've probably seen it more times than Predator. Oh, I definitely have. Uh, <clears throat> well, another Arnie. In the Barbarian series, both yep. Destroyer and the Barbarian. Destroyer probably seen way yep. more. Again, this, yeah. this is a common yeah. Again, thread yeah. throughout We these. were at the age where the sequels were the ones that were on HBO all the time. Yeah. Dead Poet Society. The sequel to that was much better. <laughs> <laughs> the Ghost of Mark, or whatever his name was. Yeah. Uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yep. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I mean, those two are almost perfectly paired together. Yeah. Even though now when you watch it, you're like, Ferris is an asshole. Yes. I, I, yeah, the last time he I watched... He pressures his girlfriend into shit. He pressures yeah. his best friend into shit. Like, the last time I watched it, I think it was one of those uh, at work on a Sunday afternoon TBS type deals. Mm-hmm. I didn't like Ferris. I was like, man, he's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, like, identify more with Rooney. Right. But I get it. Yeah. It comes, um, with, comes with aging, I guess. We've aged out of Ferris Bueller. Uh, one of the more adultish titles on this list, First Blood. I'm, oh yeah, I'm purposely not including the Rambo films because I didn't. I remember like watching Rambo: First Blood Part Two for the first time. This is not the disappointment when I was talking about, but just going, ugh, this I, isn't what I wanted from this. I watched that at um, that was a uh, one of my parents' friends had that on Laserdisc, yep. the great big oh, yeah. record side where you slide it in and pull it out. Uh, so I watched that. I think the first time I ever watched it was on, it was to pacify me and my brother for two hours while they visited or something like that. Uh, yeah. Well, who's, uh, I follow Bull Moose on Twitter and on um, 
Instagram, and apparently someone at their Brunswick store recently traded in an entire collection of laser discs. Oh, that's awesome. I would actually want some of those just just to have as a frame. decorative thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, me too. And I'm like, hmm, let's hope they're still there next time I'm in Brunswick. Yeah, I really would. Yeah. Yeah. You think about who some the, the fuck has a laser displayer? Yeah, nowadays? some of the stuff that would have been coming out around, well, the stuff that came out around that time, yeah. like late seventies, early eighties. So I remember um, when I was babysat by the Carpowitches. I bet there's a Godfather. They had, oh yeah, they had a laser disc of an American werewolf in London. Ah uh, yeah, and I wanted to see that. Oh, that's another thing. I should, no, there's no horror titles on this list because yep. we've talked about those. Right. Go back sure. to episode 100. You'll get a lot of the titles from that era that were horror movies. So I purposely didn't put them on here. But that one, I remember, it took me a while to see because obviously they weren't going to let me watch it. Right. Um, but they like the fact that they owned a laser disc of that. Like that was yeah. the one <sighs> laser disc they owned because that was their favorite movie. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this film all about? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? Um. But yeah, First Blood was really dark for us to be watching at that age, but so good. Yeah. It's one of the, it's one of the films, again, with another couple on here, that really um, spurred my fascination with the Vietnam War as a kid. Yeah. That, I was overly well, fascinated with that, because that, the Marvel comic series, The Nam. Yeah. Um, and the, show, the show that was on HBO, it wasn't called The Nam, but it was like, it took place in Vietnam. There was uh, letters from home, Vietnam letters from home. There was also there was a CBS show, the one that China Beach. No, it's the one that had. Uh, well, I mean that is a show yeah. also about the show. <laughs> I'm not telling you that's wrong. Yeah. The, the one I'm thinking of is the it had Paint It Black was the theme song. Yeah. Uh, Shit, I can't remember it though. Shout it out later when it comes. Yeah. Like it does. But yeah, this was. Well, we, we got to understand the time. It's yeah. just like the... It was 15 years past yeah, all when those it people, ended, so... Those people were all uh, in their, our age yep. by that time, you know, in their mid-40s. They were the ones making the movies and making the shows mm-hmm. were the ones that were really affected by this, you know, when they were formative. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we got a lot of that in, of course, Platoon and Full Metal Jacket and... Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> uh, to go from super serious to the not super serious... Flash Gordon. Yeah. Ah. I uh, love Flash Gordon. I do too. I just bought Arrow put out like an amazing 4K Blu-ray set of it. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. So much cool shit in it. Um then uh Fletch. Yeah. Which again, che- Chevy is is on here again for another movie as well. But that is still my favorite Chevy Chase film. Even more so than like fucking Caddyshack. Even more than uh, nothing but trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Fletch is fucking See, wonderful. That's the one that you're missing. That I feel that I feel you're missing the sequel because Fletch Lives is fucking awesome. Well, yeah. Well, again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. count the series. Yeah, both okay. of those are. Both yeah. of those films I, are great. Yeah. Uh, I say Fletch Lives specifically because for some reason I had a VHS of Fletch Lives, but not Fletch because it. Back around that, back around the time you would have had a VHS player, there wasn't an eBay or an, an internet that would, well, there was an internet, but not, you couldn't get whatever you want, mm-hmm. was just like, hey, let's see if it's on eBay or Amazon must have it or something like that. I just could never find Fletch. Yeah. But I did have a copy of Fletch Lives, no sleeve, it was like 
the you know it was a, a rental yep. that had the s- sleeve had long ago been tossed for a plastic whatever. Yep. And I watched Flesh Lives a oh, yeah. thousand fucking times. That movie's awesome. I remember one of my favorite bookstore finds of all time was, was when it was the bookstore that was in downtown Bangor on the corner, Marks or something. Yes, Bookmarks. Book yeah, I found with a C. Yeah, I found the entire run of the Fletch, Fletch novels used. Awesome. I dropped like forty bucks. Like, yep, getting them all. Uh, those books are great because <laughs> um, are they obviously the movies only take up like two of the books. Really. Well, I was going to ask if that's if yeah. those are just two of the books. Yeah. How many are there? Jesus, like 10 or 12. Really? Yeah. Is the first one the first one? I don't believe it was. Well, I shouldn't I should have You knew what I meant. Yes. Is the first is the mo- first movie, movie based the first, on the first book? Yeah. No, I don't believe it was. Uh, but Christ, those books are so good. Um, I should read those cuz I'm I I I'll, need I'll bring to... them over so you can cuz they're all only like 250 pages. They're yeah. not long books at all. Cuz I do feel like I'm I'm really stuck in a king rut yeah. and like it, it just puts it on top of it like what we talked about last week about how they all start the same. I yeah. just feel like I keep right. reading the same book. I will um, I will bring the Fletch books over. <laughs> but since you mentioned it last week, I ordered uh the first uh Matt Scudder mystery. Oh, nice. Uh, that was hard to find. I would have let you borrow mine. Man. I know, but you I know, like I have I, them all. I know. I like to have stuff. Uh, yeah, because uh, oddly enough, with that, I started with the Matt Scudder series. I started like halfway through. You did? Because they. Had, I was wondering about that. They had. I was working at KB Toys, and I was. I walked over to the the Barnes and Noble. Yeah. B. Dalton. Yeah. And on their bargain table, they had like an old paperback copy. I guess they'd reissued of a Dance at the Slaughterhouse, which is like halfway through. And I'm like, that's a great fucking title for a, a crime novel. <laughs> so I picked it up and have never heard of him and it was just fucking phenomenal. It was one of the first crime books I remember reading because um, again I hadn't gotten a lot into crime reading at that time where the ending is fucking dark. Like yeah. it does not end well. And I was just like holy shit who is this guy? <laughs> and then you find out like he's the grandmaster of fucking mystery writing you know yeah. he's super well regarded. Um, to tie into that I yesterday picked up a new Joe Hill Graphic yep. novel, uh, based on a three comic, three or four comic series, about a former police detective who turns stand-up comedian who gets involved in a mis- murder mystery. Okay, and it had the foreword by Lawrence Block, huh. which was kind of funny because Steve wrote an introduction to one of Lawrence Block's novels. It's, I think, the one that I ordered. It has a, it has an introduction by. I actually have to look it up. Um, and oddly enough, there's only been two. I think, Matt Scudder adaptations for movies. I didn't know that there were yes. any. Eight Million Ways to Die with Jeff Bridges. Okay. Back in the 80s, <clears throat> which is pretty decent. And um, most recently, it was uh, Walk Among the Tombstones with Liam Neeson. I've seen that. That's based on the Matt Scudder. That movie he, was really good. Liam Neeson is Matt Scudder. Ah, I knew that. We talked about this. <laughs> this is all coming back to me. Uh, yeah, because I really liked that movie. Yeah, it was good. It was a good adaptation. Because that was It kind one of, of pissed me off that they didn't follow it up with more. Because again... Was, You've got a basic, you've got like an 18-book series. That was an early uh, Letterboxd movie. It was one of my yeah. first Letterboxd movies, I think. And one of the things that I love most about that book series is Matt Scudder ages in real time. Yeah. So by the time a new book comes out, two years have passed right. in his life. And when that book starts out, he's just recently, like when the series starts out, he's just recently separated from his wife. He's an alcoholic. He's lost his job with the NYPD. Things are growing great. Yeah, it is not a good life for Matt Scudder. And it continues to not be a good life for him for a while. And over the first few books in that series, his alcoholism gets worse and worse and worse. 
and he doesn't sugarcoat it at all because Lawrence Block himself uh, is an alcoholic or was. I don't know. writers. Man. I know they always call themselves, hey, I, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic, but he's yeah. not an active alcoholic anymore. Retired. But he knew what it was like to be an alcoholic, and it writes. It's very authentic. Fletch is available. Yes. Two bucks. <laughs> I don't. I, I. I think I own first one on DVD. I don't want to push my luck, but I'm going to go for Fletch Lives. <laughs> Man, what a, what a what a fertile discussion Fletch went to. I know. <laughs> um, oh, so uh, um, yeah, going back to that, the one that I got. So the first one is sin. Is it sins of our fathers? Am I making that up? Yeah, I think that's something right. along those lines. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the one. And those I books are also only like two hundred fifty pages to three hundred. Oh, good. I can manage they're, that. They're quick read and they're very fast reads. I have been, uh, I've been so <clears throat> because I've been in this kind of rut. I'm trying to read uh, a Thomas Jefferson biography because, <laughs> and I'm reading the Thomas Jefferson biography because I've had it for years now and never even opened it. And I also really want to read the Hamilton biography, but it's... I, Those are not fast-paced reads. We don't allow ourselves to buy stuff like that after, like, mm-hmm. October, because that's got to be a Christmas-type thing. Yeah. Uh, so I couldn't... I'm not going to start the Hamilton one uh, until after Christmas. Um, so I've been trying to do the... I've been trying to read this Thomas Jefferson one, and I've had three, you know, three evenings of reading it, and I think I'm on page, like, 24 or yeah. something. It's like... It's... A- Oof. Historical biographies are always tough reads. But you... I can get into them. It just takes so long. Yeah. <laughs> it takes yeah, you so... Gotta get, you gotta get your mindset into it. Like, for a while I was doing... Like, I was really burning through that uh, Leonardo one a couple years ago. But then once you stop, it's so hard mm-hmm. to go back into That's it. That's how I was with, like, the autobiography of Mark Twain. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's, it's yeah. wonderful. But Jesus, yeah, once I stopped, I'm like, I can't go back to that right now it's a thousand pages long because it's not like a it's not the same as you don't a, need to, you don't need to know the ending <laughs> well like the the for me i'm the way i'm thinking of it i can pick a book back up like i can i'm i haven't touched uh the the second dark tower book in like a year yeah. and i could jump i know exactly where i am in that story mm-hmm. couldn't tell you where we're at with leonardo <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like because they're a, a, a well-written novel, you can just kind of pick it up and look. Yep. You everything just comes back, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not that way with historical, no. with biographies, anything like that. It's like, oh fuck, what's happened? Yeah, what are we doing? Because I'm also reading 1776. I'm way further along in that, uh, but same thing. Yep. Like, I mean, and and this is stuff you know, <laughs> you know, for you know, you know the broad yeah. strokes at the very least. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even jumping back into that, I'm like, who's this general again? I don't even know what side he's on. Is he British? I've been rooting for this guy. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Uh, So I I have a hard time uh, really getting into them, but uh, once you are, it's they're good. I don't know how I got there. Oh, with books. Yeah. Carry on. All right. We'll leave books for a while and go to. uh, (laughs) We'll we'll cut. We'll cut loose from the books. Yeah. On this movie episode. Oh, good lord. (laughs) Uh, What I remember seeing in the theater. It's another one that is hilariously bad. Oh yeah, and like again, it's going... now a point of jokes all the time. Where it's yeah. like, what is this the tiny town from Footloose? Because it's like, really, this town changes their whole ways because of this kid from the city who likes to dance. <laughs> oh, 
okay. But it's another one of those things that we're, that, you know, when you're that age, you're just like, all right, this is the story. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. In real life, Chris Penn would have kicked the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of times. It's so. It's yeah, it's so and he wins over the hearts dumb. and minds of the town through his God. through his Kenny Loggins music. God, he's so dumb. Speaking of people who had who had good uh, runs in the eighties, Kenny, Kenny Loggins was the fucking king. Yeah. of yeah. soundtrack. There was a movie soundtrack. He was on it. And the thing is, most of the songs are good. Oh like, yeah, that's mostly soundtrack songs are dumb. And he had like a couple songs on like he's all over that fucking oh yeah Top Gun soundtrack. Yeah. I mean, who can't hear, you know, uh, playing with the boys without thinking of beach volleyball? Flew too close to the sun, Dan. No Fletch lives. <sighs> That's unfortunate. Um, okay, then we move on to two Vietnam movies in a row, both quite different in their storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Full Metal Jacket and Good Morning Vietnam. Thought the, I thought the TV show was going to come to me real oh. quick when you said that. I was I was waiting for a memory jog. Uh, yes. Uh, Full very. Metal Jacket, oddly enough, most memorable for its non-Vietnam sequences. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, have seen the non-Vietnam parts way more. Because oh, it yeah. kind of gets... Bo- not. Uh, that's not true. But it's a different movie. Yeah, like, I don't like that movie as yeah. much. And when you're 12, I like hearing Arlie Ermey say the shit he says. Yeah. You know, I'd never heard the name Miss Mary Jane Rottencrotch before. <laughs> I found that fucking fascinating. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, the 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 first half of Full Metal Jacket is. I'm not gonna say it's better. It's it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite movie there. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah, I don't. The even second know. half is still good. It's like really good, but it's a again, it's a different film from that point. Joker's a, a reporter, yeah. right? Is he a photographer or reporter? I don't even I, remember what I, he's happens. A, he's a reporter, but I think yeah. he also has his camera with him. Um, yeah, because he comes across cowboy, you know, in, in, in country. Right. Um, again, one of the least interesting ones to follow. Cowboy. And well, and like you, but then you, you mentioned <laughs> Arlie Ermey. Adam Baldwin. You mentioned uh, Arlie Ermey. That people remember, when you, when you say that, you know, Full Metal Jacket, people remember Arlie Ermey. And Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. Those and, are... and maybe the fucky, sucky, me love you long Yeah. Time, which is the very beginning of the next Sure. Summer. But, but that's like, only because of two life crew. Th- yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not because of the movie. Yeah. And that's, the, you know, that's those guys are in half the movie. Yep. And not seen again. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we've got the, the blackest of black comedies that I can remember, Heathers. Yep. Which was just a perfect film for our age group at that yep. time. Uh, then Hoosiers, which is... I could just watch that endlessly. I'm oh, yeah. pretty sure. I could watch that a million times. Like that, the the sound of the Hoosiers dribble mm-hmm. is very relaxing to me because yeah. it sounds different. I don't know. And it's very authentic because it's like when we played basketball in the high school gym, it sounded different than when we played it in the town hall. Right. Yes. Yeah. That hollow yeah. With, wood with, floor. With the fucking rafters yeah. right goddamn there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the sound design in Hoosiers is... Great. Yeah, and for those of us from small towns who played basketball in the fucking town. Those of us from small towns in Indiana. Yeah. But it just just felt very authentic. Yeah. Um, Then we've got the very authentic film, The Last Starfighter. Yeah. (laughs) Which, what kid didn't want that to happen to them? I'm playing video games. Oh, yeah, I thought The Last Starfighter was so cool. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Almost made the list, but I... Did it make this next list? 
Oh, it did. Okay, so I won't talk about it. Oh, good. Uh, then we've got Legend. Yeah. Which... I guess. It was one of the ones... You remember mostly Tim Curry as the devil. Yeah. Not much else. Or not even the devil, as whatever the fuck he was. Whatever he was. But yeah, you remember it, but you don't remember it well. Again, that's that's another one that I'm not even sure I've seen the whole thing. <laughs> uh, then we've got Little Shop of Horrors. Yep. Then Major League, which yep. was all over the place. Yep. See, Major League, uh, to me... Still endlessly quotable. Yes, Major League is on the same level as I think we talked just re- pretty recently about um, uh, Vince Vaughn and John Favreau. Swingers. Swingers. About how uh, the the quotableness of it is what ruined it. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Major League. I've still got a Ricky Vaughn jersey in my closet at home. I'm I, sure you That do. I bought for like 30 bucks clearance because <laughs> no one else was buying it. I was kind of wishing instead they'd have a Pedro Serrano jersey. Yeah. But no, just the Ricky Vaughn. Uh, then we've got the Monster Squad. Yeah. Then one of the other, or well, actually two comedies that were huge for us, The Naked Gun yeah. and National Lampoon's European Vacation. The Naked Gun was our airplane. Yeah. Because, like, Airplane came out when we were, like, two. Yeah. Uh, but we still, you know, as we mentioned earlier, we still watch because it was on HBO endlessly. Uh, but, like, Naked Gun came out when we were, like, 12, which was mm-hmm. about who it's aimed at. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, the... yeah. Well, so much then that they, when Comedy Central was just starting as a network, they put the Police Files episodes on. Yeah. So I, I remember all of us watching it over at Travis's one night until, like, fucking four in the morning because they were showing, like, a marathon of them. Yeah. Um, then we've got The NeverEnding Story. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. You could also probably include Big Top Pee-wee, but not. Yeah, um, let's not. The other Vietnam film that made this list, Platoon. Yep. Police, uh, speaking of stupid movies, Police Academy. Oh, Just yeah. Just because they were always on. And I can't tell you most of the differences between them. I know. I don't know. I couldn't tell you what number it is, but the one I've seen the most times is Citizens on Patrol. That is part two. Okay. Um, Just... Awful. Movies. Oh God, they're terrible. Awful, and I've they're probably terrible. seen two twenty times. Exactly. You know, they're, they were everywhere. Just. It's also like also close to coming onto this list were the Porky's movies for yeah. the same fucking reason. I couldn't tell you a single thing that happened in Porky's other than the famous shower. Something scene. about the dick in the wall. That's the yeah. only thing I can think of. <laughs> I think Kim Cattrall is in like all of these too. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is Mannequin on the list? It, it it was, but I took it off to put it, make room for another one. Okay. It was a um, wise choice. Yeah. Uh, then we've got another John Hughes film, Pretty in Pink. Yeah. Then two films that were definitely huge for us guys. Real Genius. Yeah. And Red Dawn. Yeah. Red Dawn, first uh, PG-13 movie. Mm-hmm. And also, trivia. like, dude, if that isn't like a Republican's wet dream now. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was written, oh, in direct, it was written yeah. by John Milius, so we expect it to be very manly. Yeah. But Jesus, yeah, that film is... Uh, yeah, that's a Republican's wet dream of a film. We get invaded by fucking Russians in the yeah. middle of the country somehow. And Cubans. Yeah, and Cubans, because they're teaming up. Yeah. And they're fended off by a bunch of good old boy hunters. Yeah. You bet they were. Yeah. Wolverines. Wolverines! I don't... I, I have never seen the remake. It's not good. No. It's it's okay, but again, <clears throat> why? Yeah, exactly. It wasn't necessary. Exactly. Like, what... Yes, right. <laughs> uh, then... Probably the last of the really dumb comedies on here. Highly problematic film now. Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you mean the one that has the full-on rape in it? Yeah. 
and all of the uh, no, I won't call it revenge porn, but they, Re- yeah, well, basically they, they took naked pictures of a woman and sold it as a pie. Yeah, um, yeah, and they were the nerds. I get it; they were picked on, but man, they were not good people. No, the 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 thing I never, even as a kid, didn't get about the pie was like. This is their only opportunity to ever, I mean, why would you, why would that sell? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why would that sell? <laughs> this, this is your best chance for porn. I know it was Why 80s. would it not get you expelled? Oh, well, that too. <laughs> uh, after one sale. Yeah. Uh, the door, the, the, if you did that on a college campus now and said, hey, we snuck into this girl's sorority took a naked picture of her and are now selling it, Yeah, your chapter would be closed pretty fucking quickly and you would all be expelled. <laughs> Probably arrested. Yeah, I mean, you'd go to jail. All right, carry but on. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, then this one was probably one of the most risque movies to watch as a kid. Oh, cool. Risky Business. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but Ed Booger from Revenge of the Nerds, and right. Tom Cruise, or you're like, oh, okay, I'll watch this. And then you're like, ooh. Yeah, Rebecca that Rebecca DeMornay, hello. That was, yeah. <laughs> Good evening, Mrs. DeMornay. <laughs> um, the other one for me that was that turned out to be more grown up than I was expecting going in as a kid was Bachelor Party. Yes. like That should have made the fucking list, honestly. Oh, it did not, but that should have made the list. But that was another one where I was like, oh, I was not ready for this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? There's a fucking donkey. <laughs> yeah. And amazing amounts of drugs. What is going on here? Yes. Man, that Adrian's a madman. He knew how to make a risky movie. <laughs> he, he was in a lot of those. Uh, then another action, couple action staples here in a row. Uh, Robocop and The Running Man. Yep. Running Man is by no means a great film. No, sure isn't. But it was everywhere. It's endlessly watchable, though. Yes. Because it has so... It's... It's very fast-paced, and you go from one... Th- oh, this part's coming up, you know, because, yeah. well, it's, it's a game. So, yeah. ooh, this part of the game is really cool, and, you know, it's... Yeah. But, yeah, it's 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 incredibly dumb. And also uh, not close to the source material in any way. Uh, then a couple of uh, sensitive films. Say Anything and Sixteen Candles. Say Anything, another... Actually, both... Neither of those hold up. Because Say Anything now is very stalkery. Yeah, Lloyd... Uh, Gobbler has some issues. Yes. Uh, uh, and 16 Candles, is that the one with Long Duck Long Dong? Long Duck Dong, yeah. You. Yeah. <laughs> Both of those movies are problematic. Gonger want food. 30 years, from, 30 years later. Yeah. Okay, uh, carry yeah. on. Was she the gym teacher, the one that he ended up sleeping with? It seems like she might have been. Yeah, I don't know. Again, problematic. Uh, then Teen Wolf. Trying to think if I there's anything wrong with Teen Wolf, and I don't think so. It checks out. Yes. <laughs> We're good. Uh, I I think I've only seen Teen Wolf 2 once in my entire life. I'm not 100% sure yeah. I knew there. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, but no, I don't know if I've seen it either. Yeah. Um, then uh, another one that, geez, I don't know how well it holds up because I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember desperately wanting, waiting for this to come out on HBO The Three Amigos. Yeah. Uh,. That's one I probably wouldn't. I, I'm going to leave that in the vault. Yeah, I'm not. Gonna I'm going to leave it. my memories of that as that was a really enjoyable film because yeah. I bet if I go back now I'm going to be like, Ugh. 
Yeah, the El, the El Wapo stuff is still funny, but... Yeah. Is this film over yet? <laughs> right. Um, then we've got Tron. Yeah. And War Games, which work well back-to-back. War Games, I when you love look back War at them, When you look back at them now, like, they're so fucking dated. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, although, I bet... I, I would be willing to bet War Games holds up. It does. I actually re- watched it a few years ago, and yeah, it's... Again, yeah, the technology is fucking terrible. because well, you can just, I mean, it holds up for the same reason that if I watch, when I watch uh, a movie that takes, a, a, a movie that's made now that takes place in the 70s, I'm, I'm aware of the limitations. Yeah. You know? Like, so it's not, um, I think it's when, I think you have to be far enough away from it. Yeah. Before it becomes okay, now it's like a historical thing because if you go back and if watch, watch like, the, like two thousand, yes, I probably would have been like, "This is terrible." When no. you go back and watch early two thousands techie type movies, they look so stupid because Eggers. they've got these, <laughs> yeah, they've got these huge fucking cell phones. They're like, "Yeah, we can triangulate the what," and you're like, yeah. it, it, "It's dumb." But once you get far enough away from it, not that it gets quaint, but it's like, okay, I get where we're at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I, I would one hundred percent believe that that holds up uh then we've got weekend at bernie's yep and another movie that's not really very good but no, I've, you've seen definitely it definitely not good enough to ha- warrant a sequel no god which was off i was, remember watching it once going that's enough was there more than one sequel or just i don't one? think so i think yeah. there was just the second one um yeah uh again a movie that we've seen a hundred times but it's just and then we've got another film where the tech is a little bit off, and I'm not sure if it's quite accurate. Weird Science. Yeah, not everything jives in Weird Science. but Also, a bit problematic. Very, yep. But uh, still a fun film. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. It's not on the level of Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, no, it's not that problematic. You know, but... And no, I, I wouldn't even... I would even argue that it's less problematic than uh, uh, Dobbler, because it's so... Because Dobbler is kind of grounded. Yeah. Um... I'm just calling it Dobbler. Say anything yeah. is grounded is what I'm talking about. Uh, and Weird Science is clearly just this yeah. bonkers whatever. So I guess it gets a little more leeway there. Uh, but, sure. The chances of two young men making a woman out of, with their computer and a Barbie doll right. is not not likely. Right. Whereas a young man in high school they becoming obsessed was, with a girl who talked to him once. They didn't say it was normal science, Dan. That is true. They said it was weird <laughs> science. They it's were, in the name. Uh, then we've got Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yep. And Willow. Yep. And then lastly for this list, Young Guns and Young Guns Part 2. Young Guns Part 2. Uh, now, I was going to say maybe I've seen Young Guns Part 2 more, but no, probably Definitely not. Definitely heard the soundtrack for Part 2 more. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> but uh, they're probably about equal as Where far as Where a hair viewings. rocker from New Jersey writes one of the greatest cowboy anthems ever. Hey, you do what you're good at, I guess. All right, now we're on the 50 specific to me. A lot of these are going to be, what what movie are you talking about, Dan? Yeah. Um, or it will jog a memory for you. Like, oh yeah, I remember that. All right. First one, Three O'Clock High. I don't know what that is. That's the one about a young boy in high school who accidentally fucks with the bully. And at the end of the day, he's going to get his ass kicked by the bully. And the whole day in school is one long, like, high noon. Huh. It's, it's essentially a, a high school retelling of high noon. Gotcha. Um, and I remember for some reason I saw that at the theater. I think my parents wanted to go see something, and I got dumped in that. <laughs> and it was like that was the only thing that was playing. Yeah. Why are we in the movies in February? Uh, then, the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. Okay. 
Which, again, didn't understand it as a kid, but it was just weird enough to like. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, he's like a, he's like Han Solo, but in a band. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one, I think, will make you go, oh, yeah, Amazing Grace and Chuck. I was actually going to mention Amazing Grace and Chuck. Uh, that was one of the ones when we were talking last week about, uh, or maybe, or whenever it was we talked about this, about ones that are going to pop into my head that are like super obscure ones. Yeah. That was one of the first ones I thought of. Because that one, that was one of the the movies at that age where you like understand that loss is real. Yeah. And you like, it kind of scares you yeah, in that way. It's, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's about a kid, Chuck, who is a baseball player, a kid baseball player, and he's really good. He's a good little league player. And is then, he a left-handed pitcher? I can't remember if he was lefty or righty, but I remember he had a wicked curve. Right. Um... <clears throat> And he decides to stop playing baseball until nuclear pro- proliferation has ended. And somehow this catches on, and um, uh, Amazing Grace, who is the basketball player for the Denver Nuggets at the time, Alex English, decides he's going to quit playing professional ball as well until this happens. And then they actually work towards nuclear disarmament. Which, when you say it, is a very outlandish tale. But again, it hits with you at that age because you sounds don't. Fully... Dumb. It sounds dumb now that you're saying it. Yeah. <laughs> but, Thanks for ruining it. Yeah, but it. No, but it, it worked for us yeah. as kids. Yes, it did. I remember being like, "Oh, we can make a difference." Yeah. Well, because at the time, it's not. It wasn't an outlandish story because a, a little girl from Maine. Yeah. Uh, essentially, did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it wasn't a bonkers premise. Yeah. Uh, she was not a pitcher. Seems it now. Yeah. Especially considering there was no social media in that day. I know. How did he even hear about this? Yeah, that's what, that, as you were saying it, I was like, wow, that, it's amazing that happened then. Yeah. Uh. Nowadays, of course. Yeah, it would be, yeah. It'd be everywhere. Although, nowadays, there's so much of it that one story wouldn't get all the attention that way. Um, but yeah, and then, uh, uh, you know, hilarity ensues. Mm -hmm. And everyone uh, goes home happy in the end. Yep. Um, and then, speaking of outlandish stories, back to school. Yeah. Uh, the only Rodney Dangerfield film to make this list. Um, and this isn't I'm even trying to that, think of another one that should have been. This on, isn't but. even not Ladybugs. No. Uh, this isn't even that great of a movie. Again, it was just on all the time, and it made yeah. college seem super fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's got Iron Man in it. It does have Iron I mean, Man in it. His yeah. name Derek. And it has that British, uptight British dude who was in everything. Yeah. And it's got the kid from Christine. I hate that guy. Oh, I hate that guy Keith in everything. Gordon. Gordon Keith. One of those. Whatever. Um, we're going to follow that up with another one that's very obscure that most people probably have not seen. Band of the Hand. <laughs> but starring a very young hand. Stephen Lang. I forgot about Band. I couldn't have told you that yeah, in a million that, the, years. The guy who meets them out in the... Everglades is fucking Stephen Lang. Really? The black guy in it is fucking Leon from the Madonna Like a Prayer video. Um, the kid who plays Crazy, the skinny little blonde kid, that's fucking John Cameron Mitchell, the guy who did fucking um, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. He's now like a director. That <clears throat> It was produced by Michael Mann, which is why it's very heavily Miami-based. Yeah. Um, seems like it's in a, like an a missing episode of Miami Vice, almost. 
But uh, for those of you who have not seen Band of Ant, it's about five kids, one for each finger of the hand. That's right. Um, who are all? Would make sense if they were. Six they're kids. all juvenile delinquents. Yeah. They all are headed towards prison, but instead they get sent to the Everglades <laughs> to learn how to survive on their own as a sort of release this, program. This is sounding really dumb now that you're saying it out yes, loud, too. Like, this would have never happened, because these kids would have likely all died. In oh, the yeah, Everglades. like day one. Because <laughs> they dropped them off with nothing. They literally pushed, they pushed them off a fucking skiff boat, and, you know, there's snakes and gators and all that other shit. And then they eventually find their way out of the Everglades and they have to fix up a home in essentially the fucking hood. And then they end up battling <laughs> drug dealers, which happen to have a tie-in. To... I kind of forgot that part of it. Yeah. That's the it's kind of like of the It's kind of like the Full Metal Jacket yeah. thing. I forgot there was a second half yeah. of that movie. I wonder, and I, I, I said it sounds dumb when you say it out loud. I'm thinking almost every one of these will sound Really dumb when yeah, you well, like the just 80s kind of were, break it down. Were home to severe. They were not grounded in reality when it came to movie plots. A lot of them. No, <laughs> um, uh, like one of the next titles um, coming up soon. But after this, we've got the Beastmaster. I yeah. Before we hit Beastmaster, I think like you just kind of hit on something. I don't think those kind of movies work anymore. Like they're and they're certainly not being made anymore. The ones that are. Suppose are are trying to be grounded in reality, but with these ridiculous premises. Yeah, they would get now, eviscerated. Yeah, now. so now it has to be. We understand this is a superhero universe. Mm-hmm. That's why it's ridiculous. Yeah. We understand this is Star Wars. Mm-hmm. That's why it's ridiculous. Uh, the days of having a this is the real world, yeah. but this bullshit is happening. Like Turner and Hooch. Yeah, you know? like, well, that, I, that's different because yeah, that's it, a, it is a comedy. That's a screwball yeah. comedy or whatever, but it's mm-hmm. like stuff like this mm-hmm. uh, just doesn't. I was going to throw Park is Mine in there, but that actually um, could happen. It, it we'll talk about that. <laughs> that's actually likely. Um, <laughs> Again, another right wing fucking exactly. fantasy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a couple films like that on this list. Uh, then we've got Better Off Dead, which, oh, sorry, Beastmaster, which, swords and sorcery, on I, a fuck. I love Beastmaster. I, I do too. It's actually, I, I don't know if you've seen, um, Vinegar Syndrome is putting out a 4K, like, 40th <laughs> anniversary edition of it. I don't know if I need that. I do. <laughs> I've already pre-ordered it. It doesn't come out until fucking, like, December, but I've pre-ordered that, because it looks amazing, because apparently, like... The original print of it was lost forever, and they found it. What? So, so that's how they got the 4K scan from, like, the original print. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see what they throw on it. Uh, then we've got, again, another film that when you're saying it out loud, it's about a young man who continually tries to kill himself, uh, yeah. all while winning, trying to win a ski championship. Uh, the John Cusack... And the affections of a French uh, yeah. exchange student. Uh, man, he's just stalkery all over the place. Yeah. Uh, but we've got... Better off dead. Doesn't he also he, with Booger for Revenge of yeah. the Nerds? Doesn't he hate that movie? Doesn't oh probably. I he think does. John. He's a douchebag. Uh, but I I I think he famously hates that movie, um, which is a lot of people's only reason for liking him. Yeah. Um, I love that movie. Because he's uh, just that and, uh, insufferable. The other Savage Steve Holland film, One Crazy Summer, which he has to win a boat regatta. 
Yes. To impress Demi Moore. Also with Booger? Also, I think, with Booger. <laughs> yeah, I think he's in that movie, too. I, can't, I haven't seen that one in forever, but yeah, I also think... I'm pretty sure he's in that. Let me check the IMDb here. And that's that's another that's one where I will I'm I am fifty one percent confident that I have seen One Crazy Summer more times than Better Off Dead. I've seen it a lot, but again, I can't remember it. I think it's got Booger. no. It was Bobcat Goldthwait instead of Booger. Oh, so he played the Booger character. He played the Booger character. Okay. No. Oh no no no. Booger is also yeah. in it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we had Booger and Bobcat Goldthwait. Is that? Savage is that is that three boogers that we've already mentioned so far? Yes. Probably more that we aren't yeah. even thinking about. Man, is he in Real Genius? He could have been. No. <laughs> no. Would have made sense though. Yep. Um, then one that I only remember this because this is one of the first rated R movies I remember watching on HBO without my parents knowing it. Yeah. And it had the dude from Jaws in it. Blue Thunder. I was just going to say, is it Blue Thunder? Because that's the first rated R movie I ever watched. Yeah. Except, <laughs> like, uh, who else is it? Daniel, um, shit, the guy from Home Alone. Dan Stern. Yeah. Is in it. And he gets, like, his fingers broken in one scene. I remember being like, oh. Yeah. But this was in the age of Airwolf. Right. So I couldn't wait to see this movie. Yeah. And well, then that... after watching it, I'm like, I should not have seen this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then I continually watched it. Um. Then the first of two Patrick Dempsey films on this particular list, <coughs> Can't Buy Me Love. I like that movie. I do, too. I do not love it as much as the other one that's on here, but Can't Buy Me Love is a, a good time. Yeah, I, well... Plus, we, he was yeah. also... He was from Maine, so... Yeah. Um, then, um, this surprisingly might be the only Dabney Coleman film on this list, Cloak and Dagger. So then 9 to 5 is not on this No, 9 to 5 is not on here. Only because I didn't see that very often. But Cloak and Dagger, I watched a fuckload. 9 to 5 is pretty dark. Yeah. (laughs) They kidnapped their boss. Um, Well, Cloak and Dagger is pretty dark. Do nothing about this kid that's got an imaginary friend, but he's caught up in this conspiracy and shit goes crazy. And And I think that's another one where uh, the... It will hold up despite it, despite its tech, mm-hmm. but I'm I'll probably never watch it again. Maybe it's one of those. It's probably hard to even find a copy of it. Yeah, because that's the problem with a lot of these movies, is they might have been released on DVD once, right? <clears throat> back when DVD first came out, and no one bought them, so there's no fucking copies out there. Because a lot of these I've looked up trying to get copies of, and it's like, oh, that's eighty bucks on DVD. No, thank yeah. you. Um, then uh, we've kind of already mentioned this a little bit, but Conspiracy, Trial of the Chicago 8, as this film was named. Yeah. Which was a docudrama that was on HBO for all the, all the fucking time. And I don't know why it fascinated me the way it did. The Abby Hoffman character was really interesting. And I think one of the characters was one of the guys from Revenge of the Nerds. I think David Carradine was in it. But again, it just, Anthony Edwards. It was just one of those. I liked watching the early court shows that were on at that point. Because when I was in fifth grade, I wanted to be a lawyer. Yeah. So I watched court shit. And then, as I grew older, I realized how much that would suck. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Um, then the movie that was in the movie theater probably for about seven years, Crocodile Dundee. Uh, yeah. Probably does not hold up for shit. No, now, I'm going to guess no. But that film was fascinating at the time. Then a film that 
always seems to get forgotten, and I don't know why, because it was fucking hilarious. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, just wonderful fucking um, Steve Martin film. So good. I still sit there and remember the scene with him poking himself in the eye <laughs> with the fork. Uh, then, this is another film that will not appear on a lot of people's lists, but it will on mine. Dreamscape. What's that one? That's the one with... Um, all of a sudden Dennis Quaid where he can go into people's dreams yeah yeah I watched I, that all the fucking time and it had the <clears throat> and the villain was the guy from fucking the Warriors and also on Twin Peaks and also on VFW that I watched last week but name I can't remember I'm, I know that's I know I've Max von Sydow is also in it yeah, yeah. okay yeah, yeah I remember that uh Show, Screen Factory actually put out a nice Blu-ray of it a, a couple years ago, so it was a nice upgrade. No cloak and dagger, UPC. Oh, of course. Uh, then Eddie and the Cruisers. Yep. Uh, one of two Michael Perret films on this list. And can't just, imagine what the other one is. <laughs> I mean, really. Yeah. Also, there. I think there's only like two anyway. That's a joke. He's then cool. one that you mentioned the other week that did not hold up when you rewatched it, but still holds a special place for me, probably because I haven't rewatched it. Enemy Mine. Yeah, don't. Zombies. Yeah, don't. But it seemed really cool when we were kids. Oh, fuck yeah. Also starring Dennis Quaid. Yep. And Lou Gossett Jr. Yep. will make another appearance on this list. Hopefully it's Iron Eagle. Of course it's Iron <laughs> Eagle. Um, Better not be an officer and a gentleman. Then uh, a movie that was incredibly funny, and I don't know why we thought it was this funny, because we were not sophisticated enough for a lot of the humor in this film. Fish Called Wanda. I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought about that. But we still found it hilarious at the time. I thought about that the last time we talked about it for whatever reason. I think we were just talking about Kevin Klein for some reason. And I was thinking, man, I shouldn't have gotten most. And, I, and, I, and surely most of it went over my head at the time, but I still thought it was funny. Like, yeah, I don't know if it's just the... the Kevin Klein was just very comical. Well, yeah. And, and Michael and, and, Palin was yes, very comical. Yes, uh, So, uh, yeah, that, that's... But a lot of it... Uh, I, I surely didn't get at 12 or 13 or however old I would have been. Did I not? <clears throat> I you still miss this movie on the list. You don't have Dave on there? No, no. But uh, how did I miss that? Because this is one of the best ones. Okay, so the list is now like 127. Yeah, well, that's about, that's about right. I figured this is what would happen. Uh, then we've got Flight of the Navigator, which I don't remember a whole lot of, but I remember really watching it all the time as a kid. That spaceship was fucking cool. Yeah, I don't remember anything about it. Uh, then this one is one that, for the longest time, I thought I was making it up in my head. <laughs> Fortress. Yeah. About the Australian right. outback woman with the female teacher, masks. whose classroom gets taken over by men with guns, and they drag her and the kids off to this fucking cave. Yeah, yeah. And then, because I remember this scene, especially where they had to swim like underwater. Yeah. <laughs> so then hilarity ensues. Uh, uh, I've there is. I think it is available on Amazon to watch, and I've been meaning to rewatch it for a while now. But yeah, that's just one of those ones where, like, if I didn't have HBO, I would have thought for sure I was making that film up. Because every time, if you Google search for the film Fortress, it's this film with fucking Christopher Lambert. From 2012? No, no. no. There's one there. Earlier. <clears throat> yeah, no, not that one. There's a different one. There's yeah. even more than, than that one, then. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, would it be the 85? One? Yes, that one. That's oh, that's the one we were talking about. Yeah, Fortress with Rachel Ward. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, I was always super creeped out by the masks. Oh yeah, the masks were fucking terrifying. And again, as wow, it has a really good uh, like review scores, like Rotten yeah. Tomatoes and stuff. I'm surprised. But it's never talked about. What was the other fortress that you were saying? With Christopher, Christopher Lambert. Would that be the 1992 one, probably? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because that's him so right on the cover. There are many uh, fortresses, fortresses. Yeah. Uh, how am I going to get the UPC for that? Yeah, because for some reason HBO played a lot of Australian content. Yeah. I remember, uh, I, this is one that I've been trying to. There was an old cartoon that took place in Australia, and I remember there was a song about a fucking wombat. Yep. This was like a dark, like, watership down level of cartoon. But I, I've never been able to find any proof that it exists. Because <laughs> I just remember a song called Wombat Moon. But when I Google search it, it comes up with nothing. Not so any sure of our listeners who remember that cartoon from HBO, please tell me what the fuck it is. Uh, <laughs> and going from one outdoor movie to another outdoor movie, we've got the great outdoors. I like the great Which is uh, some of John Candy's best work. And, yes. And, and uh, some of Dan Aykroyd's best work outside of Ghostbusters. Yeah, I would agree. Um, then. Look at the size the, of the maggots on the, that meat. The. It's uh, <laughs> my favorite line from that movie. Then we've got uh, the only Clint Eastwood film that made this list, surprisingly. But again, it was on all the fucking time Heartbreak Ridge. Yeah. I'm trying to think of something else that would have been. Uh, the Deadpool would have been on around a lot that time, but... Pink Cadillac. Yeah, see the, and uh, Any Which Way But Loose. But those ones just didn't... Every Which Way... I, okay, I, that, if I had... Knowing now, it, I probably wouldn't have put it on a list because I wouldn't have come across it, but now that you say it, it yeah. I would have put it on a list. I've seen that movie a ton. Um, then, <laughs> an actual Christopher Lambert film, Highlander. Uh, yeah. Then, an, another one that's just... If you even tried to describe this to people, it would they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Ice Pirates. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. It took me a second to like, what was that? And yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's just... It's it's kind of along that buckaroo bonsai type of vein, only not as good and a lot more crude. I mean, at one point, I think almost the entire crew is castrated. Yeah, I couldn't tell you anything about it. I just remember... I remember... Uh, hearing about it long before I ever saw it and then when I finally did I was like what? Yeah. I didn't I didn't get what was going on. I don't think anyone did. Uh, uh, so maybe I had the correct reaction then. <laughs> then we've got the, one of the other uh, white guy fantasies Iron Eagle. Where a kid steals a, <laughs> a war plane and to go and free his father in a foreign country. Iron Eagle is so Stupid. Yes. And would never, period, ever happen <laughs> in a million years. And the fact that it is played so seriously yeah. is that movie sucks. I mean, it was clearly a a, a yeah. They wanted to make like fucking four of those. Though. They made a couple. Yeah. Right. And you couldn't. And they couldn't even bring back Jason Kedrick. What? Like, what was he too busy to? I know. How he was one of those guys who was like a pretty big star in that time. And then, like. Well, I think, well, because that was he supposed was off to be. He was making gymnastics film. <laughs> yeah, that was supposed to be Top Gun, and he was supposed to be Tom Cruise, and it did not yeah. work out that way. Ooh. <clears throat> Do you think he. Is he still doing anything? I don't know. Let's find out. Let's find out. What is Jason Kendrick up to? What's he up to these days? Is he still making stuff? 
what was the thing I... Oh, I was going to go on Amazon. Oh, he was on Dexter for a while. That's right. Good for Jason Gedrick. Yeah, he's still getting work. Not terribly good work. <laughs> I didn't say it was quality work. But he's shown up on a couple episodes. Of, like He was on five episodes of Beauty and the Beast, the 2012 series. He's on an episode of Justified. A couple episodes of Bosch. I have never watched Bosch. Supposedly really good. One of Stephen King's favorite shows. Yeah. On an episode of uh, Law & Order. He was on ten episodes of Dexter. I totally did not know that was him. I don't think I watched Dexter past season two. How many seasons of Dexter are there? Five or six. Oh, yeah. I've definitely not seen the majority then. Yeah. Didn't he go off the rails? Oh, completely. Yeah. Yeah, he's been in a lot of, like, episodes of a lot of shows for, like, one episode. But he's still getting work. So that people for could, him. So that people could be like, oh, yeah, it's that guy. Yeah. Um, which brings us to Look, the... Gremlins and Fletcher are already up in my thing. This is a film that... This is the one where I, viv- I vividly remember being so disappointed with the sequel that you and I went to go see in the theater. I still don't know what it is. Jewel of the Nile. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what... Sorry. Okay. Oh, actually, I take that back. It wasn't... The, I was thinking of Romancing the Stone. Oh, the first okay. one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I did put it on there. Never mind, that's a... So there, we're back to 126? Yeah, we're back to 126. Okay, so this, good. Uh, Jewel of the Nile sucked. Yeah, bad. But Romancing the Stone, which we will talk is everything about okay? later, is so good. <laughs> um, uh, another one of the films that just people, a lot of people didn't see, and it's highly problematic now, just one of the guys. Oh, yeah. Where, in a Tootsie sort of fashion, a young girl becomes a boy in order to get stories for the newspaper, her high school newspaper, because no one was take, taking her seriously as a woman reporter. Right. And she ends up falling for one of the guys. Right. Who thinks she's a gay dude, and yeah, and one of the girls likes her. And hilarity ensues. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> and oddly enough, does not end the same way Boys Don't Cry ends. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's, that's a dark ending for... Uh... Yeah. But I remember loving that movie. As oh, a yeah, yeah. Um, then uh, we've got the early Liam Neeson classic, Crawl. It is not... I've got every other fortress on Amazon. Ah. I do not want to know what the movie Pitching Tense is about. I kind of do. Let's find out. A mysterious goddess, a ridiculous guy... I'm already done. I'm out. <laughs> What's that, wait, what's that fortress down at the bottom? That appears to be a, oh. a, a war movie of something. Yeah. Yeah. 1977. Wow. Disappointed. Disappointing. Yeah, okay, well, anyway. Um. So, yeah, Krull, which is just another one of those sword and sorcery fantasy films along the lines of Beastmaster. But it had that, but along uh, the had, thing, an, had an arcade game, which made it pretty big, too. True. Uh, it also had, uh, what you had to have for a movie like that is it had a cool weapon. Oh yeah, the, the glaive. Which. Makes no a, sense how it worked. Terrible. Yes, how do you catch terrible, that? Yeah, terrible weapon to actually have. <laughs> it's a five-pointed it switchblade, essentially. It is just as dangerous for you as it is <laughs> yeah, whoever which, you're throwing it at. I get it when you throw it, you're okay. But how do you <laughs> how do you catch you, that and not you catch it? <laughs> um, you don't get a special glove. No. There should be one. Uh, then uh, we've got the biopic that was just all over the place. The Bomba. Oh, yeah. 
uh, that's another one where like mortality hits you at twelve. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When Lombard. Richie dies and Isai Morales gets all like Richie, yeah, it fucking hits you hard. So you've gotten no further, the master. <laughs> uh, where was I? Uh, yeah, I'm 28 minutes in. Still hate River Phoenix. Uh, River uh, Phoenix. Then we've got the aforementioned The Last Dragon. Yep. Which, fucking, I dare anyone to say Last Dragon will go show enough. Yeah. Uh, it's just impossible. Uh, then we've got the one Chuck Norris film on this list, which I probably watched Missing in Action a whole lot as well. Do you need to swap out seats? No. Okay. I don't, want to, I don't want you to injure yourself on, injure a, on a 50-year-old bar stool. Uh, we've got <clears throat> Lone Wolf McQuaid. I thought you were going to say Missing in Action Part 2. I liked Missing in Action still, Part 2 way Still better. missing. Yeah. Well, that's when you get the Vietnam story part of it. Yeah. I actually it's, could... it's an entire movie that was a prequel, which was, at that time, not done. I couldn't that even... That might have been one of the first prequels made, man. I don't remember... The, the, the actual plot of Missing in Action? No. I don't either. I couldn't tell you what it was about, uh, but I, I tell you what Missing in Action... I know that they were in some literal shit in and Missing in Action, And they put a fucking too. hood on you with rats in it. Yeah. He survived by biting the rat's head. Right. Um... But yeah, Lone Wolf McQuaid, him and David Carradine get into a spin kick contest in the middle of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> As people are. Uh, I mean, there would not do. be uh, uh, Walker, Texas Ranger without Lone Wolf McQuaid. No, goodness. And I'm not. not sure if that's a good thing. Although it did give Damon Lindelof one of his first jobs, I think. Really? No, wait, I'm thinking Nash Bridges. Totally different. Hmm. Uh, then, not, But not really. The other Patrick Dempsey film on here that is. Problematic and completely ridiculous. Lover Boy. Where a young pizza delivery boy basically turns himself into a gigolo. Because you had to order like a pizza with extra sausage or something. Oh, with anchovies. Yeah. And then when he'd show up and he'd fuck you. I like that movie. I do too. Because anyway, he he shows up at that one place where they actually like anchovy pizzas. See, I thought, I even thought, and now I'm, I don't know. What's the plot of Can't Buy Me Love, then? Because I thought that was this. It's the one where he uh, mows lawns all summer and then right. pays the most popular girl in, call, in school to date him, and then they fall in love. Right. Okay, because I thought that that was this. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, I like this movie. And yes, I get that it's problematic. <laughs> but I, this, I like this movie. Uh, yeah, I do, too. Um, then... A movie that's really problematic looking back on it now for what possibly happened while it was being made. Lucas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't rewatch that now. Knowing no, that at that point. I couldn't point, either. I couldn't know. That's the movie where Corey Haim got possibly raped by Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. But at that time, loved it. Nerdy little kid you who know, has no. <laughs> Lupus, which I'd never heard of. In the best. Uh, Best case scenario, it's there was still some icky stuff going on in that kid's life around that time. Yeah. And that movie is kind of the, I don't know, for some reason, that's where it is yeah. for me. Like, that's where, like, oh, I that's can't. The, that's, the, that's the event horizon of yeah. everything there. <laughs> yeah. Once we're past there, we're just going right in. This is a movie that I had completely forgot even existed, but Jesus, I watched the hell out of it all the time when I was in middle school. And it was a remake. Uh the Man Who Broke a Thousand Chains. The Val Kilmer movie, where he played a man on a chain gang who escaped from a chain gang. Yeah. Yeah. 
It was an HBO original. Yeah, okay. So it was on all the time. Yep. And it was one of my... You knew Val Kilmer from Real Genius. That was one of the ones we talked about. That's where kind of you, you... Mortality hits you. That was the one where, like... True, utter despair, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Like, wow, that exists. Because, you know, we grow up... We, obviously, we've talked many times. We, we did not grow up in this rich there area were not or anything. Chain, we did not drive by right. chain gangs right. on the side of the road in Milo. But we Surprising, had it... Surprisingly. We had it pretty good growing up. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to... think wanna... that this shit was still going on in the South almost up until when we were alive. Maybe, pretty close. Pretty close. Um, there's still kind of the same type of thing, but not quite yeah. as bad. Right. It's not as overt. Yeah, but chain gangs were a fucking thing, and yeah. this was our first exposure to it. Yeah. It was with Iceman. <laughs> <laughs> not so cocky now, are yeah. you? Um, and this film is just brilliant no matter how old it gets. Mask. Um, yep. Where Sam Elliott seems the same age. I know. Isn't that weird? Yeah. He seemed so old at that point. Same age as he is now, yeah. is what we're saying. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Cher doing a very dramatic role. That um, was my first... Uh, that was the first movie I watched with Cher as an actress. Me too. Me too. Because I wouldn't have... Because I didn't know... I didn't know she was Cher. Yeah, well, I knew... My, my mother had to explain to me, like, oh, that's Cher from the Sonny and Cher show. No, and... see, that See that I knew. That's how I knew who she was, because ah. my parents uh, were... We, we watched that somehow. Um... Uh, and also, we they had Sonny and Cher records. Yeah. And so I didn't... That was kind of my first thing. Oh, I didn't know you could all you could be this and yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, but, like, Rocky Dennis collected baseball cards. Yes. He collected baseball yeah. cards. And he had the... Although the I did get mad every time he pinned one to his court. I'm like, come yeah. on, man. Yeah. But, yeah, we understood that. He was... Was he, is that the, is is he the one that's putting together the Brooklyn Dodgers? Yes. Okay. Because I'm trying to remember what movie it was where the main characters, and they just needed Pee Wee Reese or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's that film. Um, okay. Yeah, because she takes, eventually puts the cards on his grave once right. he dies. Right, um, Yeah, very somber. And hilarity ensues. <laughs> very somber film. Jesus, a lot of these are fucking dark. Yeah. Well, we'll go away from dark for two films that were not, which were just fucking delightful. The Money Pit and Mr. Mom. I love Money Pit. I love both of those. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Mom. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but just like, I hadn't thought about Money Pit in, like, Mr. Mom comes to mind yeah. often. Well, not often. I don't sit around, you know, what's Terry Gar doing? Uh, but, uh, uh, see, now I've already forgotten which Mall. one it is. Yeah. <laughs> Although Martin Mall. He was in Earth to Yeah. Because I, I was going to say, I've, I've at least seen. <laughs> I've at least seen Martin Mull this decade, I guess. Yeah. And even though it's it's a show that was in 2000, yeah. whatever. Terry Garr played um, Phoebe's mom in Friends. That's the that's last. Right. That's the last I that's remember right. of her. Yeah. Um, but, oh yeah, fucking Money Pit was, and that's again, it's hard to think of, because I, I could have very easily also put Joe versus the Volcano on this. Mm, Tom Cruise, I mean, Tom Cruise, Tom, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks did mostly, and you know, with Bachelor Party, stupid fucking comedies. Well, his he got his start on a Buzz sitcom. Buddies. Yeah. Uh, a, Problematic. A really <laughs> stupid sitcom. Yeah. Um, 
Well, see, and that's why, uh, like, Bachelor Party was such a shock to me. Yeah. Was that it was yeah. that. But, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, the first half of Tom Hanks' career was comedies. Dumb comedies. Kind of like Michael Keaton. Although yeah. Michael Keaton had more early dramatic also, work. Michael Keaton is in uh, uh, Trial of the Chicago 7. Oh, really? Yes, he, he plays the outgoing Attorney General later in the movie. Phenomenal scene. He owns that fucking scene that he's in. Unsurprisingly. Yeah. Um, God, I'm so glad his career is back. I know. God. It's a shame that he pretty much disappeared into shit movies for 20 years. And and uh, I wish Costner would come back. Like The new movie he's in looks good. Yeah. Um, and I've liked a lot of his output. Like, Open Range was really good. Yeah. He, he's done some good work. It's just... What's the name of the one... What's this one called? It's get him, let him go, let him let go. Him, yeah, uh, after his grandson. I thought it was uh, when I first saw that trailer. I thought it was just a preview for this year, this season's whatever that show he's on. Well, that's on yeah. like some fucking. What's that show called? I can't remember. It's like I, I want to say Yosemite, but that's not it. The funny it's, thing though is it's him and Diane Lane, so it's Mom yeah. and Pa Kent. Yeah, it's a Superman prequel. <laughs> yeah, this is what happened before the fucking spaceship landed. Um, What's the name of the fucking show that I he's on? And it's on, like, uh, it's on one of those networks that you don't even, it's like a fucking GE washing machine is the only way you can you have to stream <laughs> it through your washing machine or something like that uh, network. I am going to it right now. Yellowstone. Yellowstone. See, I knew it was the name of a... <laughs> <laughs> something like that. I thought when I first saw that trailer that it was like this this season on Yellowstone, which apparently the at least the first season of that oh, is Taylor pretty good. Sheridan's the creator of that. Yeah, I need to watch that then. Yeah, because Hell or High Water and yeah. fucking the Sh- Taylor Sheridan's it's okay. Fuck, ah. I need to watch that. Then. But again, what's it on? Do you know? That's the one thing I hate about IMDb. It doesn't, it doesn't tell fucking you. tell you what network things are on. Um. I know, I have heard, at least, the I, they must be on, like, season three or something. Uh, I know at least the first season is good. People have Oh, Danny Houston's in it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I'll fucking try to remember that. Uh, had you not heard of it till today? I think I had, but just never just really... Just kind of went away? Yeah. yeah. Um, then we've got, uh, in my opinion, the greatest baseball movie of all time, The Natural. I thought you were going to say... Um... Bull Durham. No. Slugger's Wife. Uh, Which, it'll, it'll come Slugger's to Wife came very close to making <clears throat> this movie, making this list. Um, but Yeah, The Natural. I remember what, because my grandfather made me a bat as a kid. And yeah. I remember we would burn Wonder Boy in yeah. it. And then we eventually broke it. <laughs> Playing baseball. Well, Cause we were I remember it was fucking crazy heavy. Oh, yeah. Like... Crazy heavy. Yeah, I can't remember what wood he made it out of, but I mean, it, crazy, was like, it lasted it was, for years. It was like made out of concrete. I mean, we never used it in games, but right. we always like, we would shag fly balls and grounders and shit. Yeah. But yeah, it lasted for like six or seven years before it finally snapped at the handle. Um, then one of the most uh, realistic, uh, you know, cases for parental rights I've ever seen in a movie, Over the Top. <laughs> See, once again, this is another of these. It took itself super serious, which is what makes it so and great. It is literally so over the top. Yeah, 
that like that it's it's another movie that you just it would just get laughed out yeah. of production yeah. offices. So a guy who hasn't seen his son in years because he's divorced from the mother and the kid is at military school has to pick him up because his mom's dead. Fucking Christ. Um, and bring him back to Robert Loja, who is very wealthy and involved in the child's life. But along the way, he's going to stop... Robert Loja it. is dead, right? Yes. Okay. But along the way, he's going to stop an arm wrestle because he's gearing up for the arm wrestling world championships. At which point, he could win a truck. I was going to say, you can't, you can't let this go without saying what first prize is. Yeah. First um, prize is a rig because... Everyone in this competition is a fucking... Yes. Even though there's only... There's a trucker division. There's a regular division and a trucker division. But yet the prize for both divisions is a truck. Can you... <laughs> wrap your fucking mind around... The idea... Of any sort of... Make it the dumbest athletic pursuit you can come up with. Having a world championship... And having a fucking truckers division. <laughs> yeah. and, like, and volleyball truckers division. Well, and and pick and, and, and I'm not shitting on truckers. Pick any fucking profession you want. Yeah. Like imagine if the world volleyball championship had a fucking teachers division. Yeah. And like ninety percent of the people in the thing were all teachers. Like what the fuck is going and, and on? The prize here? for both divisions was a year supply of books. <laughs> <laughs> Eraser caps. Yeah. Nothing else. You get a, a remember, fucking ton. My dad was a trucker growing up. And I remember asking him as a kid, do you arm wrestle a lot in the How road? We haven't and, been to the championship, and dad. My what dad, the fuck? And my dad was like, no, we don't arm wrestle. Because <laughs> like, I pictured, when, first of all, I pictured my dad at a truck stop somewhere in Massachusetts arm wrestling for money. And don't forget, they're also all left-handed. Oh, yeah. The best arm wrestlers in the world are all left-handed. Yeah. Because well, Sylvester uh, Stallone is well, left-handed. Well, not only that, because otherwise, his little strength pulley cable system wouldn't work <laughs> that he has in the rig. Oh, wait, is he? Because, no, he's driving with his right hand, and he's Oh, is that what he's doing? Okay. With his arm wrestling on the windowsill of his, you know... I'm making the arm wrestling wrestling motion here. You yeah. folks can't see it, but yeah. But the uh, I, this might take the cake for the dumbest of the ones that we've talked about. How oh, dumb they are today. Oh yeah, because <laughs> it's and so. He, and, and again, the dumb. whole thing of it is the over the top comes from the move you do, where you which does nothing. Yeah, it does nothing. But it's yeah. Every every inch of this movie is fucking stupid. Yeah, like stupid. Uh, next. <laughs> I, I, oh, uh, just in between movies, uh, Yellowstone's on Peacock. Oh, so cool. I don't know if it's a free one. Probably, I can not. actually find out. Probably not because it's not a super popular one. Yeah. Um, next, I we feel have like it didn't start there. Though. The Goldie Hawn Kurt Russell classic. That's where it started on Paramount. <sighs> Overboard, another yep. film very problematic, which also got remade. Yeah, but again. Uh, Kurt Russell plays a carpenter on a boat. Yeah. Who is mistreated by the wealthy woman on board. So Goldie like Hawn. anyone would do. She falls overboard and loses loses her memory. So he essentially kidnaps her and takes her back home to raise his children. And, th <laughs> and then hilarity literally <laughs> ensues. Yeah. And she eventually comes to love him and the kids. 
never was a better argument for Stockholm Syndrome <laughs> yeah. uh, made than in the 1980-whatever flick, Overboard. Yeah, because uh, yeah, that was, like, remade with, like, Anna Ferris or yeah. something. Which... It, yeah, it was remade with the roles reversed. Mm. Um, Jesus. Then we've got the one we previously <clears throat> mentioned, the Tommy Lee Jones classic, The Park is Mine. Yeah. Again, ties into Vietnam. Yeah. Um, Tommy Lee Jones plays a man whose buddy has died after not receiving help from the VA. Yeah. And the buddy has just created a plan where he could take over Central Park in New York through a series of, like, hidden tunnels and hidey holes, and he would eventually make the park his, which, as a kid, sounds amazing, until you go to New York for the first time and realize how fucking big that park is, and realize this would be... 100% 100% impossible. Yeah. But he does. Yeah. And it's kind of awesome. Yeah. Uh, recently released the, on Blu-ray. The different color tape for mm-hmm. the... Which ones were real explosives and which ones were not. Um, oh, Tommy Lee Jones. What was I going to look up? Oh, I was going to look on Peacock and see if mm-hmm. Yellowstone's on there. Uh, then we've got the uh, musical classic, Purple Rain. Yeah. Which is a terrible fucking movie. Yeah. But man, the soundtrack is... So good. Is there... I, I'm not asking this to be a jackass. Is there a plot to that movie? What happens in that movie? He's a musician, and he wants to be popular. Yeah. That's about it. Is that is that what I mean, it is? Pretty much. Because I, 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 when you said that, I was like, yeah, Purple Rain, but I, I don't know anything about that movie. I don't know anything that happens. Thankfully, now, we've got two quality movies in a row. Uh, one of the early Coen Brothers films, Raising Arizona. Yes. And the one we mentioned before... Romancing the Stone. Let's pause on on uh, Raising Arizona for a second. Robin and I, the other night, this is no joke. Uh, <clears throat> and it's funny for her, because Robin is not... She doesn't... Well, we talk about it all the time. She watches a lot of shows. Most of the stuff I watch are, like, YouTube things about movies and... Oh. We're and, back down to 125. I put one movie on the list twice. Ha-ha! <laughs> See? We've made it. Perfect. See? You did it. It all balances itself out in the end. Um... So I was surprised that she was willing to sit down, that she wanted to watch this, considering how long it was. But it was a uh, uh, a What Culture video of every Nicolas Cage movie ranked. Awesome. It is 45 minutes I need long. To, I need to watch that, though. It's 91 movies. It's 45 minutes long. And Robin was like... It was so funny because I was like, oh my God, look at this. Because I was just kind of scrolling through YouTube and she goes, I'll watch that with you. So we watched yes. it. We watched the entire thing all in one sitting. It was fucking awesome. And because all the way through, I'm like, if Raising Arizona is not number one, I'm going to fucking snap. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil it for you. But okay. it's also, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a way to name all of his movies, really. Yeah. It's, not, it's not to be taken seriously, obviously. Oh, God, no. But it's, uh, yeah, it's worth a watch. It was pretty good. And we, and we watched it straight through. There were no pauses. Perfect. <laughs> it's like 43 minutes long. That um, movie's so wonderful, though. Again, yeah. if you, when you start describing it, it sounds insane. Yeah, it, but again, it, that's not grounded in reality. Oh, God, no. That is in a different universe. Yeah. You know, everything's slightly skewed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a, that's, And I'm not just saying it because I like it and it's a good movie, but it, it's, it's okay there yeah. to be... It has to have a... The, the ridiculousness of the characters matches the ridiculousness of the premise. Oh, yeah. I'll put it that Especially way. Especially once you get to the bounty it's, hunter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not, it's not uh, a ridiculous premise where everyone's taking themselves really seriously. Oh, God, no. no one in that movie is taking themselves seriously. I don't think there is a straight... <laughs> there's an air quote straight man in that movie, is there? 
Holly Who's Hunter the, is probably the closest. Yeah, and she's not. No. Uh, yeah, there there is no ground. There's not a single grounded character in that movie. The no. baby, maybe. Because <laughs> even then, the baby's like escaping from their playbooks. Yeah, that's true. Um, Climbing over shit. And... Yeah. Then yeah, Romancing the Stone. It's one of those yeah. movies that you always forget about how fucking good that was. Yeah. Um, and it's fantastic. It's still a great movie. Uh, I saw recently um, the 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 mudslide scene um, that eventually... Oh, no, it was when they go over the waterfall in the truck. Uh, one of the uh, stuntmen almost died yeah. on that because the truck went under because it was supposed to... Was that to... on a walk culture type thing? Yeah. I, I just recently yeah. watched that too. Yeah, because it, it just... It was... Yeah. It was uh, just from... That's like, what... Ten stunts that went horribly yes. wrong. Yeah. That's what led to yeah. the Nick Cage thing yeah. uh, was that video because I was watching that when... Ro- I was watching that one when Robin came in. But yeah... Uh, because I guess where it went over the falls, they didn't, they didn't, they underestimated how strong the current was going to be on one side, and it just like pulled the dude under, yeah, and like he almost drowned. <laughs> um, yeah, that was pretty. I would, I, I shouldn't say pretty cool, but that was an interesting yeah. video. But again, also the plot's a bit crazy, where a mystery, or a romance writer goes to Cartagena to rescue her sister who's been kidnapped by drug lords. But again, not that. It, it is very much, it is a pulp novel yeah. brought to life, mm-hmm. and you feel that from the instant you're watching it. Yeah. So, again, it's okay there. Especially because when you think of, like, hard-pressed jungle man character, you don't think Michael <laughs> Douglas. But yet, there he is. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, now we're, we're back to the ridiculous. Short Circuit. Oh, man, Johnny movie. Five is alive. Uh, Watched it a million times. Oh, yes, at 100%. But um, man. Then one that will always be one of my top films of all time Streets of Fire. Yep. Again, ridiculous. But, but it's, 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 not... a, it's a Walter Hill film, and he always kind of puts his movie in like heightened reality where the world isn't quite our world. Yeah, because that, that's another one that it's not, it's not taking place yeah, here. It's like modern music, but everyone's dressed like it's the 50s. Yes. And it takes place kind of in Chicago, but only certain parts of Chicago. Right. And, yeah. Such a great film. Then, this is one I had forgotten about for the longest time. Again, we're going to talk about a movie that doesn't seem like it makes any sense. Tank. <laughs> Tank. Starring yeah. C. Thomas Howell and James Garner. Which involves, military school? Yeah, oh, no, it's a military base. And remember, his son gets arrested, so he takes his... James Garner is a oh, tank commander, yeah. and he takes the tank to go fight the town's fucking corrupt sheriff. Jesus, <laughs> yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. What's the one with the What's the one where they're at the military school that I'm Taps. thinking of? Taps. Okay, oh, which almost we made the list as well. If yeah. I'd seen it more, probably. Yeah, because that that was a. I saw school ties more than that. Oh, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> not Taps. school ties. Um, shit, the one with uh, with Sean Astin. Yeah. Yeah, it's not school ties. It's, no, uh, toy soldiers. Toy soldiers. Um, yeah, because Taps was like not before our time, but before HBO. Yeah, because uh, that was like eighty. I mean, or it would have been uh, early HBO that before we, would, we got before it. we and before yeah. we would have been watching something like Taps. Yeah. Um, then again, one of the best comedies of that fucking era, Trading Places. Any yeah. everything I know about the stock market, I know from that movie. Um, then this is this is probably the most obscure film on this list, but I, I remember loving it. 
Turk 182. Yeah. Where a young um, Timothy Hutton. Right. His, uh, Speaking of taps. His older brother is played by Robert Urick. He's a fireman who's in, who's injured uh, re- yeah. in a fire, and the city won't pay his medical bills. So he becomes a graffiti artist and starts tagging everything with his brother's badge, Turk number 182. Yeah. His brother's badge is... Yet no one puts that together. I was going to say, how this remained a mystery is... Uh, <laughs> yeah, until eventually... I, I I don't even remember how it ends I now. think you could get there in two questions. <laughs> yeah. Who is Turk 182? Yep. Okay, we got that info. Yep. Which one of you guys would be likely to be graffitiing? Oh, that one. Yep. Fucking mystery solved. Guess it's him. Yeah. Uh, also starring Kim Cattrall. She yeah. was in everything. Yeah. Um, does this little feather mean that that's premium whatever membership? Possibly. At least the first uh, nope. season. Nope. First episode is free because there's feathers on everything else. Uh, okay. So that the feather must mean you have to Fuck have. Fuck you, Peacock. Yeah. Yeah. Although if the first episode is really good, it might be worth five bucks to just fucking to smoke through the rest it, yeah. of it. Um... Then we're down to our last two films. Whoa. The John Candy classic, Uncle Buck. Yep. And the one of the best football movies of that era, Wildcats. Yeah. I, yeah. I was, because I was thinking when you said football movie, I jumped about 10 years. Yeah. But yeah, Wildcats would With, be. With uh, Goldie Hawn, a young Wesley Snipes, and a, a young, young Woody, Woody Harrelson. Harrelson. Yeah. About a young. About a young teacher who has to take over an inner city football team. Is that and that's even is that pre Cheers Woody Harrelson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's also something about custody with her daughter. It yes, is. yeah, because the because coaching Cause all, starts to get in the way. Yeah, because mm-hmm. she has a party at her house after they win their first game. Right. And there's drugs and sex. Right. Well, that happens. So that win yeah. football games. That's it. That's the uh, that's the list. We did it, folks. One hundred and twenty-five to yep. one twenty-six to one twenty-seven. Back to twenty-six. Back to twenty-five. Yep. For our two hundredth. <laughs> For our two hundredth. Of which, uh, according to Podbean, there's like two hundred and six. According to our numbers, there are two hundred. Uh, although there are definitely episodes we skipped, and there's definitely episodes that I never uploaded. <laughs> but two hundred. Yes. <laughs> So congratulations. Yay us. Uh, here's to another roughly 200 more. Well, what, I thought about this yesterday, too. We have now podcasted through a complete presidential term. Yes. Because we, we started s- this at the end of Obama era. And yeah, yeah, we went through an entire president. We, we made it through the fucking Trump term. Well, we haven't yet. We, we still have. We will. We have well. like 10 weeks to get. Well, it. it no matter yeah. what, no matter what, we still have two and a half months. Um, or I guess it'd be two months and ten days-ish. What's today? The eighth? So yeah, two months, twelve days or yeah. so. So two and a half months. But Good anyway. Um, I was trying to think of what else I... If there was... Oh, uh, did you watch Mandalorian? Yes. Again, uh, there, it's it's kind of like last year. It's 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 great that it's on. Where I whenever a new episode pops up, I'm excited, and then I'm kind of, in a way, comforted by the fact that at the end of it, you're just like, all right, that was pretty good. Yeah. Yep. There and 
Colin, like for example, Colin missed last week when we watched it, and he hasn't. He didn't go back and watch it yet. So last night was the first episode he watched, and like, he missed nothing. We didn't have nope. to. We didn't have to recap anything. Nope. You know. <laughs> so uh, actually, I think I think he thinks that that was the first episode because <laughs> we never really corrected him. Uh, when he said that he wanted to watch it with I'd us. I'd wait so. until he's like 12 to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Robin and I are going to have that conversation later, but that will be between us when yes. we decide to tell Colin that he has not seen <laughs> All episode of one of season two of Mandalorian. He's uh, not quite ready for Timothy Holofont yet. <laughs> no, no. We want to we wait until he's seen at least the first season of Justified before we let him watch. Yeah. Maybe, go, maybe the movie Go. Yeah. Jesus, is that me or you that's freaking out? No, that's not me. Oh, it's probably all the actives and stuff buzzing. Uh, but anyway, that I, yeah, I guess that's uh, that's it. If you unless you had something else, nope. Um, Mandalorian was good. Big you know update. Um, oh, what was the other one? Oh, uh, when I got the phones, I went to uh, I went to the Verizon store <clears throat> where our friend Matt works. And he was talking about uh, Utopia on Amazon. I have heard that that is quite good. Yeah, he said, you know, buckle up, because yeah. it's fucking weird. That and the HBO show Third Day? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess that is also one that is like, whoa. Um, yeah, so if if no, if no, you know Matt, uh, if he's telling you to, uh, you know, strap yourself in. Mm-hmm. Matt probably, some weird shit. It's probably some weird shit. Uh, he is the one that recommended the Jason Momoa cannibal movie to me. Uh, Bad patch. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so we'll, uh, Dan will have watched all of Yellowstone by the time we meet again. No way will not. And he will have Pro- seen... Probably Hamilton. And he will have seen Hamilton. Uh, he will have all 46 songs ranked. <laughs> and... 46 fucking songs of that? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, Dan's just learning this now. Now, uh, yes, but like... You could probably squish it down into like high thirties because some of them are either reprises mm-hmm. or it's kind of just like for example, there's one character I won't give it away that there's comes out three times and it's just different verses of the same song, ah. uh, but they all get counted different because they're at different times. Um, but yeah, well, there's a and there's stuff that comes back mm-hmm. and it kind of all feels the same. But it is uh, one of the things my mother. Uh, commented on because uh, after you watch it especially with someone for the first time you'll talk about it for like the next two hours my mother woke up the next day with <laughs> new things to talk about um but he also makes an appearance in the west wing special when Wil- oh, when I, Manuel miranda i could buy that yeah. um <clears throat> how she she remarked how remarkable it is she remarked how remarkable it is she made note of how remarkable it is that he wrote all of those songs mm-hmm. because it's not all the same genre. Mm-hmm. There's like six different genres of song in that mm-hmm. play. And I like I joke when I say you rank all 46 songs, but like when I think of what my just five favorite songs are, they are in five completely different mm-hmm. genres of music. Um and as I watch it, I will try to do that. And he, well, don't do anything that's going to take yourself out of it yeah. by any means. But because uh, we like when mom when we watched it the other night with mom, 
we shut the lights off. We turned the, the we turned it up like to the point where it was overwhelming because the kids were awake and they were watching it too. Uh, so it was like full on theater experience. Um, and I, th- my mother usually, if you put my mother in an environment like that, turn the lights off, she's on the couch at eight o'clock at night, <laughs> she's out. But mm-hmm. she was wide awake the whole time. Nice. We stopped in intermission and everyone went to the bathroom and got drinks and stuff. But other than that, it was a straight watch through. Um, so yeah, and that was that was the thing that she, you know, made note of right away. She's like, my God, I cannot believe. Mm-hmm one person wrote all these songs and uh also she's also my mother is a notoriously bad singer (laughs) uh that's the other thing that she said is like i am just in awe of people that can Mm -hmm. do that because it's a live performance and you know they're acting at the same time and just she said i don't understand how people can open their mouths Mm -hmm. and that comes out Mm -hmm. and it it really is something, and mm-hmm. it goes back to uh, when when I talk about the reason I like to watch Spotlight is I like watching people that are really good at what they do, yeah. and that's why you like watching highlights of old football and uh, mm-hmm. watching old highlights of base you know baseball highlights and stuff because it's fun watching yeah. people that are really good well, at what they do. With singing too, it's, it's a, such a luck of the draw. I yeah. mean, yes, there is work going into becoming. Better yeah. singers, better at you know being a Broadway style singer yes. other than like you know I sing in a club. Yeah, but y- if you s- have a terrible singing voice, mm. that's it. Yeah, you're not Don't. you're not doing. I- it. I'm one of those people. Yeah, like I I cannot sing for my and that's I wish I could. Well, I my- can't. Nothing I do can ever make me that bad. Good enough for that. Yeah, nothing. Uh, right, there's no amount of training you could do. Yeah. And it's just like, well, the same thing with, with athletics. No yeah. amount of, it doesn't matter how many foul shots I take out in the backyard, yeah. I'm never going to be 6'5". Yeah. Um, and we actually, Mom and I were talking, that's what the, kind of the analogy we were making was that. And But you do see in this show, uh, there are, because there's some really difficult, mm-hmm. you know, difficult to sing stuff that you can see only a someone who got the luck of the draw with the great voice and has had extensive training yeah, has could worked, even has worked their asses off could right. even pull that off mm-hmm. could even do that yeah. particular part of that song uh, cuz there's some there's some brutally hard well, uh, songs <laughs> well i remember when i like when i watched the first season of glee yeah um again most of those kids can sing a little bit yeah not great yeah william michelle is sing pretty good yeah and then there was one episode where they had Christian Chenoweth on. Yeah. And I'm just like, why did you do that to those poor fucking kids? Yeah. She's a fucking Broadway superstar. She can sing. You just showed how, while these kids have some talent, yeah. they are way out of their fucking element in the same room with her. There is a there is a member of the Hamilton cast in Glee, though. Is there? Yeah. Jonathan Groff was in Glee. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh yeah, he, oh, he was another one. Yes. He yeah. was another one. He, when he showed up, you're just like, why did you do this to these? Because, like... He's awesome. The main male character in that show was, like, one of the worst ones. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, you and you put him in scenes where he was singing off against him, and you're just like, oh, poor kid. <laughs> no, one, no one in their right mind. No wonder he turned to drugs. <laughs> <laughs> that 
That's probably why he turned to drugs. He knew he was never going to be Jonathan Groff. <laughs> As I'm choking on my drugs. Um, yeah, that's funny. That, that caught me funny. Um, yeah, it's, it's really... It's just really something to watch. And the, the, the more you watch it, you pick up on like the all the musical cues and all the things that you can't possibly notice the first time. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's remarkable. And again, it, I, I, that's from someone who has never seen a musical like in this in this way. So like it might be uh, to a certain extent, yeah, well, they're kind of all like this in a way. <laughs> yeah. but it's still remarkable to mm-hmm. see. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing how you, uh, for episode will, 201. Here's, here's my pledge. Ooh. I will listen to it. I will watch it this week. Okay. All right. You guys heard it. Yep. Mark, that's my <laughs> 200th episode pledge. Yep. I'll watch Hamilton. For anyone that's still listening at the 216 mark that are going to hold you to it. Yeah, it's been a while since we've gone over to. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back then. Yeah.